whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Everybody and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight, uh, sitting outside again because it is a beautiful night, and we're going to do something a little different tonight. Um, Brant, welcome. You know, we, we, we love doing super speakeasy nights, but kind of like these outside things because it's a little different tonight. You excited? Excited. Still under COVID COVID rules, so we're out out back. And you know, we have um, who I, I think. He's becoming our norm of the Secret Speakeasy and kind of has his own spot now. So uh, welcome back, Chris Trossel. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me again. It's a place where everybody knows your name. And by everybody, right. me, Brant, and Jeeves. That's pretty much. You ever run Jeeves off yet? I'm impressed. Well, you know, what he's more do got you a need? private jet, so he doesn't. That's true. Uh, tonight, yeah. we're doing something different. We are outside, uh, obviously, because Jeeves won't let us smoke inside. We're outside on the deck. We're going to smoke some cigars and pair those with some whiskey. So um, what better way to get started than with our guest? Uh, Chris, what cigar did you bring to the table today? Let's start with our cigars first, and then we'll, we'll talk about the whiskeys after that. All right. Well, I got um, I got a bundle pack from uh, my, my best friend and from my father-in-law. And uh, I went with my... Uh, one of the Oliva series series O's. Oh, I love Oliva. So, and it's a uh, it's a real. I usually like a darker cigar, you know, a little more robust flavor. But this is a good, just smooth kind of middle of the road. So, I've only got a few of them left. I'm definitely gonna have to pick up a few more. But I decided to go with this one tonight. The series V, the series five are oh, unbelievable. Are the Maduro uh, wrapper on that one is just out freaking standing. And they're not that expensive. No, it's like nine bucks a stick or something like that. That's not bad at all. Brant, what do you what do you bring to the table? So I know absolutely nothing when it comes to the world of cigars. I used to kind of be in it, be <laughs> in it but haven't haven't in a while. I mean, I know these these brands, but couldn't couldn't dig into it and tell you absolutely anything. So was that one of my clients today? That's a cigar and and whiskey shop. And I was like, hey, got some buddies drinking some whiskey, smoking cigars tonight. Give me a recommendation. And she's like rattling off stuff. And I'm like, I, I just need a good, good cigar. <laughs> and she's like, well, I have like one of the most rarest, like the Blantons of cigars available right now, like allocated. You know, she, do you want, she just, do you she want just got you. She just got yeah. you. <laughs> do you want one of these? And I'm like, okay, what, whatever. What, what is it? So I have a... You can't see because it's dark. You've but got it's a, to be kidding me. No, hold on. Hold on. You've got to be kidding me. Because tonight, Brant, I'm smoking the same exact thing. The Fuente, 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 Fuente Opus X. X. Well, there you go. Yeah. Fuente, yeah, Fuente, 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 Opus X. Should have so, sent Chris the memo. 
and uh, <laughs> we could have just been been on together. So I, I only I only get I only get my Fuentes when I go down to Disney at uh, Sosa's. Sosa's so is a great I'm, place. Fuente'd out right now. Uh, so yeah, I had bought these prior to the re- renovation. I said the first cigar I smoke out on this deck is going to be the Fuente Fuente Opus X because my father had one uh, at Disney. So when we went down for 2000, it was right before I turned 18, so I couldn't officially smoke. My father had a Fuente Fuente Opus X. It was one of his favorite cigars. I had a Don Carlos number two. He bought it, and then we smoked it back out at the, at the hotel. Um, so I have been looking forward to this cigar for 18 years. Well, I'm point. guessing Actually, I picked, a, I picked a, good, a good cigar to You did. To have. You picked a so good cigar. So. Celebrating, uh, so celebrating 25 years on the market. Mm-hmm. Apparently the wrapper, the Dominican wrapper on this thing is like what make, is the make or break. They yes. said that this dude couldn't grow this type of wrapper in the Dominican, and he was like, okay, I'll show you. And So, yeah, so Arturo Fuente took Cuban seed. He took Cuban yeah. s- seed and then brought it to the Dominican and said, yeah, you can't do that. It's not going to be any good. And he said, watch me. Hold hold my tequila. Watch me. Yeah. Hold my rum. <laughs> hold my rum. Hold my rum. Watch me. Yeah. And uh, he did. And it's one of the highly, you know, the most highly regarded cigars uh, of all time. All right, so uh, Chris, you cutting? You you're punching? What are you doing here? I prefer. Um, I usually do a punch or a V cut. Um, tonight I'm going with the V cut. I'm going with the V cut because uh, on on the Oliva it just seems to I, I get a smoother draw on the V cuts, so that's what I'm going. Well, with. I didn't know shit about shit about cutting. I could have got a V cut, but I fucking thought that was like pussing out. But here I am, not knowing anything, <laughs> so I got a straight cut and. I'm gonna try not to fuck this up. So, don't cut too deep. Just, just the tip. Yeah. Just nip the tip. Just nip the just tip. tip. Come right. on, Rabbi Tuckman. I'm with it. <laughs> oh shit. I love that movie. It's a Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Reference for it. All right. So sacramental wine. <laughs> so the whole point of this night is to is really twofold. So uh, we all have trips coming up in November. We're gonna talk some Disney, but we're also gonna enjoy cigars paired with. Uh, a whiskey that we think would go really, really good with cigars. Um, and Chris, being our guest, what whiskey have you pulled off our shelf tonight? Jeeves gave you the run of the... Actually, Jeeves isn't here, so he doesn't know. We gave yeah. you the run of the speaky. What did you pull down from the shelves? I actually grabbed a bottle of Knob Creek 16-year-old single barrel. You that comes bitch. from my neck of the woods. Yeah, that, that's so one of the coolest labels and wax jobs I've is. seen, too. To Chris, yeah. The gold so, wax job, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a pain in the dick to get it off to even get to the cap. This, I actually have not. This is the fresh crack. I've just popping the cork on this tonight. I tr- I've tried it before, but this would be the first uh, sip in this. You know what? Easy. No matter what color they color that wax, it still sucks. <laughs> it's still, yeah. Uh, well, the, the gold wax actually is a lot easier to get off than the black wax that's underneath it. So. <laughs> That was it took, it took me a few minutes to get that off. All right, so Brent, but that's what I'm going with tonight. Brent, what's your uh, what's your whiskey of choice that you pulled off our shelf? Uh, since I have no clue about cigars, and you know what to pair it with, so I had a fresh bottle of Glenfiddich 18 that I'm about to bust the bust the seal nice on. Choice. Um, nice choice. Nice choice. A little single malt, and I actually have a Glenfiddich. Uh, Glen Karen, so an actual oh, Glen Karen. Nice. Oh look, Scott's got one too. I got one too, Imagine. but I'm not going to be drinking Jesus out of that Glen Okay. I mean, hell, it's in the speakeasy. We, we have a couple of glasses. Yeah. Uh, I decided to bring out, which is my new favorite glass to drink whiskey out of, and this is this very, very fancy crystal um, 
a double old fashioned. It's a big glass. It is a bottle drainer. It's 16 ounces if you fill it up. Cool. But it's it's really cool. Good Lord. It's modeled after the um, the whiskey glass from, from Casino Royale, which you guys know and I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Bond. Yeah. So I'm drinking out of that. I think this is my favorite whiskey to pair with any cigar. I've talked about it before. It's Woodford Reserve Double Oak. It is a fantastic oh. whiskey to go That's with a good cigar. Really do a hefty pour. And, and with a double old fashioned glass, that's the problem with it. Double old fashioned glass is 16 ounces. You have to pour a decent amount to make it worthwhile. To make, yeah, it, to look make it even good. look oh, like you've got yeah. anything yeah, in the you glass. Have, you have you to. Have to. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. I'm gonna I, didn't pour, I didn't pour uh, Brian Adams Jr. pour in my Glen Cairn. <laughs> well, you can't. The quad, that's the, the quad nice thing pour. about Glen Cairns is you can't over pour it. Well, you could, but then it looks weird. You can. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Chris, you know, you kind of brought me back into the fold with cigars. What do you do to? Yeah, life? you you you, cur- you cursed me for a while there. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so generally, before I, you know, I, I I go ahead and you know, I cut it in the V cut. I usually just try to see if there's a good draw on it. So I put it in my mouth, pull on it. If it's got a good draw, I usually take it. If I don't put it in my mouth right away and start, you know, lighting it. I'll take it and I'll just turn this. Turn the, the lighter on and just kind of char the toast tip. Just yeah, toast it, trying to get it, trying to get it started, and then I'll. Now, Brent, yours came with a. So you have matches, right, Brent? Yeah, yeah. All right, yours came with a cedar little sleeve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Light that. Light oh. that and light your cigar yeah. with that. That's the way it's the meant to way be. Uh, uh, kind of roll, kind of roll it tight, like kind of like a little cigarillo. Though. Yeah, and then light that cedar, and that's that's how you light your cigar. I can do that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm with Chris. Uh, I've got a butane lighter with me. I'm toasting my cigar first. Just kind of give it a nice little char. Not burning it so that it, it's got the the red marks yet. But nice a nice little toast out front. Kind of charring it. And then I'll get into uh, lighting it and drawing it. And, and biggest thing about lighting cigars, don't look like you're, you know... Jenna Jameson when you light it. You know, long breaths in, long draws. Don't deep throat yeah. that bitch. And what better way to enjoy a good cigar, good whiskey, outside on the deck, with your boys. Alright, first impressions of the cigar. Chris. It's just, I like it. It's just got a good smooth draw. It's not too tightly packed. And sometimes, you know, depending on the particular cigar, they can be really tightly packed. And it just, no matter how you cut it, it's a hard draw. This one's just real good smooth draw. I've already taken a couple puffs and it's burning nice and even. So that's let me know it was packed well. Um, just a real light bodied cigar. It's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's the key is... The draw. I mean, that's where you're going to get your real flavor. That's where you're going to get your, your enjoyment out of it. You're not sucking down, you know, sucking down smoke in order to get this thing lit and keep it lit. You know, something that burns nice and even, slow, smooth burn. Oh, yeah. Something that you can step away from for a few minutes and it's not going to go out. Because, honestly, <sighs> I hate that those ones that are too tightly packed that you have to keep drawing on them in order to keep them lit. Cause that's not enjoyable. 
I've had a few of those, man. Those are just... It's a pain in the ass. All right, Brant, what do you think of this thing? I mean, like I said, not being a cigar connoisseur or just being away from it for a while. I mean, this is pretty enjoyable. It's not um, overly bold, but it still is a freaking a cigar, and it smokes like... I mean, a Mercedes, I feel like it just has super clean, easy draw um, all the way through. And it, it's kind of what I, what I expect. I mean, big leather tobacco. And uh, like I said, though, not, um, not overly, overly rich. What do you think? Yeah. I think I got, this, I got the smaller one. I don't know what size mine is, but I got whatever the smaller one was. I, I think, think they're only one it. size, really. No, uh, there's there's definitely you can get like the one with the pointed oh, yeah, tip, yeah, yeah. the tubo or whatever. I think the the Fuente Fuente uh, Opus X comes in like one size. They, they have other versions of an yeah. Opus X, but the Fuente Fuente Opus X comes in. What is it about eight inches, Brant? I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> and there we went. <laughs> we went um, there. Yeah, it's probably. I think you're probably probably right. Yeah. Yeah, first taste on this, really smooth. It, it, it's such a great cigar. Very, it's not mild, but it's like perfectly balanced. Like this is just a well-balanced cigar. Um, I think I've had one or two Cubans in my life that are authentic Cubans. And they're ridiculously good, ridiculously balanced. This is a uh, Honduran cigar. or wait, Is this Honduran or Nicaraguan? Nicaraguan, I think. Nicaraguan. Um, no, Dominican. It's Dominican. It's a Dominican cigar that, that smokes like a Cuban. Ridiculously smooth. Ridiculously balanced. Now, we've all tried... It, Brent, you've tried Glen, uh, Glenfiddich 18 before, right? It's been a minute. It's been a but minute. You, That's why I kind of decided to, I wanted to, to pop it and kind of revi- revisit this. But you've, you, you kind of know what it's going to taste like. It's going to be um, some apples, some fresh fruit with some spice, some ser- sherry spice. Yeah, pretty familiar with the 12-year the as a kind of a mainstay, but just expect this to be deeper, richer, oakier, more in, more in depth. And then, of course, it's not any of the crazy finishes that they have now. It's not bourbon, Solera, rum. Right. You know, whatever. Um, so just straight, straight single malt scotch from the, the guys that brought it to the U.S. So, um, Chris, that's a Knob Creek single barrel select. You know, the yep. twelve-year standard, but also it goes up and it, it's getting older. It, it is getting a lot older as as kind of the years go by. That you're finding fourteens, yeah. fifteen, sixteen-year-old barrels now. This is actually a six. This is a sixteen-year-old pick, and man, is it, is it smooth? It's one twenty, but smooth as as butter. Oh, so good! It is so good. So, yep. Um, what I remember from the Woodford Double Oak, it is rich in cherries, chocolates, and you know everything good. Honestly, Brent, it reminds me a lot of the nineteen ten. They're very, very similar. And obviously done by the same company, Brown Foreman, done by the same master still, Chris Morris. Really, really good whiskey. Amazing whiskey. 
to begin with. That, that Woodford Double Oaked is just, it's something else, man. I've That's one of the ones that I, I, I keep on the shelf. Yeah, you'd never run out of that one. No, I've got, oh, good Lord, one, five different bottles of Woodford. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Double Oak is, is a staple for neat. You can drink it neat. You can drink it on the rocks. You can drink it in an old-fashioned. You can drink it in a, any other mixed cocktail, mint julep, you, you know. Throw. You name it. It's And it's so multi-dimensional and classic. And I, it is the everyday version kind of of 1910 when you can't find that. that and it's just, one. it's smooth. It's smooth, too. It's just, it, it's got so much, like the double oak, I'm, trying, I'm remembering it. It's just, it's very complex and just yeah, smooth. It, it's got that oakiness, but it's got such a fruitiness to it, a sweetness to it. That they pair nicely, mm-hmm. and you know I've talked about before. One of my favorite vacations when we went down to the shore, brought a bunch of cigars, brought a half bottle of double oaked, and every every cigar I had paired so great with the double oaked. I wanted to bring yeah. it back because I just, it's just such a great cigar whiskey. Um, yeah, I I feel like the uh, with the with a cigar, you definitely have to go with a like a something like a double oaked. Or, like a, you know, it's an older bourbon. If you're going with bourbon, just because it's got that depth of flavor, you get more of the sugars out of the barrel. You get more of that right. deep flavor. And if you're going with like a Scotch, or you know something like that, like something with a little bit of smoke to it. Like I was between the 16 year old Knob Creek or like a Lagavulin 11. I've had a, a cigar with a Lagavulin, and it's it that that just that slight peaty smoke to it pairs great with a cigar. What's what's funny is when you do a cigar or when you do a cigar with a, a peated Isla whiskey, it almost cancels out the smoke and brings out the sweetness to it, the smokiness or the the meaty mm. flavor to it. Like I remember doing, you get it, you, you pull out different things from both the cigar and the scotch. Yeah, I like remember you get these different. I remember flavors. smoking a cigar with it was either Lagavulin or Lafroyd. And I just remember sm- uh, tasting more of like the smoked meat, smoked mackerel, smoked fish kind of notes to it, mm-hmm. and and really getting that like juiciness, the juicy barley out of it. Yeah. See, you tried it. You tried it with the. Uh... There you go. There he is. He's going in. Yeah, pair your cigar What's with the whiskey. What you think, what... Brent? What's I mean, think? the the thing I will say is that even though it's not a big heavy cigar. It does. The, the this whiskey is is lighter. So take a sip of whiskey. I can definitely get get the malted barley, the oak, the the leather, the kind of dried fruit from that from the scotch. But um, it immediately dissipates with, in your in the mouth with kind of the he, the the cigar smoke or the cigar. I don't know if you want to call it resin. Um, it sure. blends. It blends real well. It blends, but I kind of like what you're. I kind of get what you're saying. As if you have the double oak or something that stands out a little more, maybe a higher proof, maybe a double oak or like an you know the Isle of Scotch, that they would balance more because they both would kind of retain space in your mouth. Where I feel like the cigar is dominating. Um, is dominating right now. When I drink the Scotch, I can I can taste the Scotch, but it immediately um, it immediately loses its. You know, it's luster, it's finish to the, the cigar finish. So that, And that's the yeah. funny thing. When, when I was kind of like thinking about what to pair this with, I was going to go scotch. I felt like I had to go w- with 
a scotch and a cigar, I think you have to go with more of the Speyside sherry flavors to bring out a little sweetness of the cigar. Because you don't want the yeah, cigar I, to dominate. I tell you, I had, I tried the, uh, uh, picked up a, at Costco, I grabbed a bottle of the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's aged in Caribbean rum barrels, and it's it's just a phenomenal bottle for like 30 bucks. Um, but I did that with a, uh, what did I have that with one night? I had it with a, not the Oliva, uh, Macanudo. I had it with a Macanudo oh, one very, night. Macanudo is a very, cigar. a lighter cigar, but a lighter cigar with that, that scotch with a, the, the little bit of the rum finish to it. That was, uh, that was, that was one of those ones I had to put the bottle away because I could have, I could have easily smoked that cigar and drank that bottle. Just, you know, kept going I, as long as that cigar lasted. But I think that's kind of a rule of thumb. The lighter the cigar, the lighter, you can go lighter whiskey. The more bold the cigar, you can you can then also go more bold on the whiskey. Yeah. I, no, I've had I've had a few that didn't really pair real well. Like I've got the, uh, the Kirkland's, the, the Kirkland's bourbon, seven years, you know, it's dickle juice. Mm-hmm. That, that I haven't really found one that really goes with a cigar well yet. Yeah. I've, I've had it with a couple cigars and I'm just like, eh, it doesn't really do anything for me. So hey Brent, you remember that 1963 Glenfiddich we had? Mm-hmm. I remembered a way to make that bottle palatable. A big cigar. A big cigar. There you go. <laughs> I, I remember that. I was like, uh, Oh yeah, this is how you get rid of this bottle. Smoke it with, or drink it with a cigar. I, well, like, you know, like I was saying, like, I think, I think the cigar, like, depending on what it pulls different flavors out of the whiskey so like something that's unpalatable or you know you know like you said like the 1963 like it pulls it's pulling stuff out of there that you normally wouldn't yeah taste or it kills the stuff you don't want to taste <laughs> I think and it for, makes it more palatable for that one i remember the, i mean distinctly remember the whiskey is super light it was like drinking water like scotch flavored water I mean, that, that's what it yeah. tasted like. Yeah. With a big, bold cigar, you know, you're, you're taking in the smoke. It's creating oils in your mouth. It actually made the whiskey better because the oils in your mouth from the cigar are kind of lingering around and mixing with the whiskey and kind of making it oily to, you know, to make it better. I've got... Which is weird. I know I have an bo- open bottle, I think, laying around somewhere, but I may even have a, a, a closed one. Um, I have a closed one still. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't want to drink it. I'll take it. <laughs> hope um, hope that the market goes haywire and it becomes worth. Yeah, the, money it's funny. The price we paid for it was yeah. You never lose. You'll never lose money. Yeah. Right. The price That's, they sold it for was ridiculous. I would never have bought it for that price. Right. The next the next thing I'd be curious to dive into is is you know I've done bourbon and cigars is pretty much a staple for me, but. I'd like to try some rums with a couple different cigars. Rums are good. I've got cognac, a. Uh, I picked cognac. up cognac is really. Oh, yeah. I've heard that does really well. Um, there's a mobile cigar lounge that just popped up down here in my area. These guys literally have like one of those giant, you know, the racing trailers like NASCAR uses, the only long ones. Mm-hmm. They convert it into a mobile cigar bar. Oh, nice. And they they go all over the Tri County area, and they set up and they do events and stuff where they'll just pop up. And literally, you can go up in there. They got big leather seats. They got filtration built in. They got TVs, and they sell cigars and liquor right in this, right in there. And um, you know, they 
the guys the guys know their stuff and they're like hey try some you know do it with, you gotta do it with cognac i try cognac i'm like all right i'll try they gave me a little pour and i had a i think i was smoking on an arturo at that time and i was like oh okay i need to grab me a bottle of cognac i haven't done it yet but um, there, there are a couple of bottles I, I keep regularly in my house um uh, Kavassi VSOP, very good for the price. It's usually about 40 bucks. Really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, Martel XO is like my my favorite bottle of, of I cognac. Think, I think that's I think that's what I had. Martel XO. Brand has ruined yeah. me on cognac you, because the first cognac he ever gives me is Martel XO, and I'm like, oh, this is great stuff. He's like, yeah, it is. What's the What's the price tag on the uh, Martel? Well, a couple hundred. Ooh, yeah. maybe closer to two. It's a it's a weird shaped bottle, like almost like an that upside ex- down U. That's that explains that explains so, why that pour I bought was so expensive. So it's one <laughs> brand is one fifty five right here in in Jersey. Uh, I definitely it's a bottle that I buy once a year and um, drink it over the course of a year. It's it's not something I have every day. It's not an everyday uh, uh, cognac that I would drink, but right. it's something when I want to just just a change of pace from whiskey, I'll go and pour some cognac. When I when I get into my uh, I've got a the the packy down here in uh, Somerville. Scott, you're you're familiar with the packy. I am. Um, that's where I got the 16 year old from. But they he just did a 12 year old rum, real McCoy pick. Ooh. I have yet to crack this because um, Lauren bought it for me and made me promise I can't crack it till the end of this weight loss crap. Um, so right the day before I go to Disney, I get to crack this bottle nice. and trust me. I'm gonna drink the motherfucker. Well, that, but it comes. It he does. It actually came with a patch. Like I can put this on my hat. Oh, nice. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So, um, but it was about sixty-five dollars. But it's a barrel pick, a twelve-year-old uh, real McCoy blend rum. She said she tried it. Lauren's not a liquor drinker by any chance. Like her, her go-to if she comes in here is Buffalo Trace or Old Eagle Rare. That's it. So she, but she said it was excellent, and I'm just staring at me, mocking me. So. So I mean, as we as we smoke through these, you know, I'm about a inch downish on this thing. I I gotta say. Well, you're definitely not Jenna Jameson. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoy this. It, it is a really balanced cigar. It pairs very well with the whiskey I chose. It brings out a that's, lot of. That's the been my flavors. experience. That's been my experience with any of the Arturo mm-hmm. Fuentes. Because that's like, that's my go-to is Arturo Fuentes, and like Same I said, here. I usually only stock up on those when I go down to Disney, because it's like, Sosa's has pretty good prices on Arturo's, and they have a fucking amazing selection. So, um, usually when I go down, that's where I, and it's when I stock up. But, uh, so I've got about 32 days until I can stock up again, and I um, can't wait. I do love That's, I do love that's Sosa's. part of my Disney Disney budget. <laughs> that's part of my Disney budget. So Sosa's, obviously, in Disney Springs, they have a, a wonderful selection, and they've actually, over the last, you know, since I've been there... The last time I was there was like 2005, and they had a small section of the store, um, nowhere you could smoke in the store, but there was a guy hand rolling cigars. I don't do they still have the hand roller there from time to time? Um, occasionally he's there. He's not really out front anymore. I think he's kind of in like the little back right. room kind of deal. But yeah, you can smoke in there now. They have yeah. A they, now they have a lounge with with big comfy leather chairs and good music. Not gonna lie when. When Bongo's closed, I was really, I was praying to God, like, somebody had the common sense to open, like, a, a whiskey and cigar bar. Just right there. Like, I mean, it's a giant space, obviously, but, like, make the bottom floor 
something, yeah. and then like the top floor, just do a whiskey and cigar bar. That way you can go up there. There's a big old terrace up there, a big old porch. Like that's what Dis. I, in my opinion, I think what Disney needs. They get you got a wine bar, George. Give me a whiskey and cigar bar. Right. Hey, it only makes sense to me. I mean, that's where you know, you know, if the, the the ladies want to go going to go shopping and you know, snacking around and looking at shit. The men can you know go upstairs and you know. Grab a couple cigars out of the humidor and just watch. I love I love people watching. That's my that's my favorite thing to do in Disney Springs. So I'd just sit up there on the porch and watch people and smoke cigars and drink. But um, as we sit tonight, we're gonna break the fourth wall here. Eddie Van Halen passed away. That sucks ass. Really yeah. sucks. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely terrible. And six sixty-five too. I mean, that's yeah. just. Yeah, two and, Cardinal legends, Lou Brock and Bob Gibson, passed away just the last week. Uh, I really, I really, really hate 2020, and hopefully, this Disney trip is the start to a better year. Can't wait. Yeah. I definitely, definitely looked up this. Is, this trip is, you know, was going to be phenomenal to begin with, but the fact that the state of Florida is now open completely and opened up all the restaurants and stuff down, that now just. It really like I'm like yay, like I get down there, all the restaurants are open. Like I was really want, I really want to hit top of the world. I think I have to hit top of the world when I run there, you know. And now it's going to be open, so I'm super pumped for that. You know, fireworks or no, I'm just pumped for the fact that. Is that a tradition, Chris? It's a it's a pretty solid tradition. Yeah, I, yeah. Pretty much every every time we go down there, we we hit it, just because I love going up there, grabbing an old fashioned, going out. Onto the onto the uh, onto the terrace and just looking over Magic Kingdom at night. It does. I don't have to. Didn't have the shit. Didn't have the shit be going on in Magic Kingdom. Like they don't yeah. have to be doing fireworks or any kind of show. Yeah. Just looking over and then turning, looking over Bay Lake and you know seeing the resorts and just it's it's peaceful up there. There could be seventy people out on that terrace, but it's just peaceful. So it will be interesting because the restaurants at Disney still will be operating at a limited capacity. Not full. Not the twenty five percent that they have been, but. They're still going to be at a limited oh, capacity, which is nice. Definitely going to definitely going to up it because you know I have to. There's a couple places I've been wanting to mm-hmm. hit, so I've got to get my yak and yeti. Well, um, so what's interesting is, um, you know, we we were kind of playing this thing by ear, just you know, with the whole COVID situation, and we finally decided, you know what, let's just do it. It'll be fine. We can wear the mask. Yeah. It's going to be okay. I know. We went in July. It was not that. Yeah, Brent. Bad. Brent, really you hot. wore the mask, right? You wore the mask, Chris. You wore I the did. mask. Yeah, we went. It we was went okay. In August. In August, it was it was hot, but it, same thing. It was it was doable, man. It was it was not. If you know how to do Disney, you you know you can make yourself yeah. comfortable, and you'll be you'll all three. You'll be okay. All three of us are Disney pros at this point, yeah. and you know if you if you know how to navigate Disney on a on a on a on a you know a hot ass Florida day or a rainy day or just anything like that, special event, whatever, you can navigate it with a mask. Yeah, it's d- really it doesn't not matter. that bad. It doesn't matter if you have a mask or not. Yeah, if you know how to get around it, for, sh- no. for sure. Yeah, so, um, so uh, you know, a couple of things. Is anybody trying some new place to eat? Um, we really haven't booked any dining reservations as of yet. That's a conversation we, Lauren and I need to have now that everything's going to start opening back up. Um, I want to hit Wine Bar George. It's been something on my list for a hot minute. Everybody keeps... I'm not a big wine guy, but the food there looks phenomenal. The wine selection looks great. And I, it's something I've been wanting to try. So that's definitely going to be on the list 
for our trip. So Chris, I'll say even with the reduced capacity, and yes, they're still reducing capacity inside the park, inside the restaurants, no matter where you go. Um, we were they were doing when we were there in July. They were doing reduced capacity, and honestly, we it we got it didn't move it didn't move any slower than if they were at full capacity. Well, like we would. Uh, what I'm saying is we, did. we booked we booked restaurants, and we could have booked restaurants that normally require 180 day reservations. I mean, 180 days yeah. calling. We honestly could have booked a 5:30 p.m. dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table. Now we didn't because I'll, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm trying to talk Lauren into doing Tepanado again, but that was about a $200 dinner the last time. So you mean she's Takumi like, not this. It's a Kumi tag, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I mean, oh my god, like that was, that was probably one of the best meals I've had on property in a well, long you, time. Besides, you got off cheap. Fish. You got off cheap because mine, mine was not $200. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 stuck. We did we didn't deep. It was our first go. More so like we didn't deviate more like much, 200 but, per yeah. person. Yeah, but we um. We, I mean, that was probably one of the best meals I've, I've had. So, you, God, so you're trying to do wine bar, wine bar George, Chris? Definitely want to, I definitely want to do great, wine bar great George. stuff about that, too. So I'm not doing anything new, per se, but I'm doing new time. I'm, 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 we're going to do brunch at Art Smith. And I've done oh dinner at Art Smith, but I haven't done brunch at Art Smith. So let me tell you, let me tell you something. That's new. Don't. I've, we've done brunch at Art Smith's. Don't underestimate the size of those dishes. Oh, I know. Well, we, at dinner, we, at dinner, we, we, at we, dinner was we, insane. It's it's it's. They give you to me. It gave you more shit at brunch. Like I got this. I don't remember the name of it, but it was just like this monster plate. It basically was like a biscuit with ham, sausage, gravy. It was everything they had on the menu squeezed on on top of a fucking biscuit. And I'm a big boy. I could not finish it. Yeah. And it was. I had it. I had it with one of their Bloody Marys, yeah. and their Bloody Marys are out of this world yes they are and i i could not i could not finish it but their their brunch that was about i was literally about to say that in here in the next minute it's like that's one of the things i want to try yeah. to go and do again because it was just god it was so good so we Scott, did, what, what about we, you anything new we have a new old um reservation that we're trying now we've done this before but it was under a previous name so we've done fulton's crab house or fulton's boathouse whatever that was right um, is that on the is that on the Beach no, it's the, it's the old Empress Lily, the old boat at Disney Springs. We're going to okay, be doing paddlefish so. for oh, okay, the first yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm excited I've for heard this. good things. It, I've heard good things. The place looks beautiful. I mean, first of all, I really enjoyed uh, Fulton's. It was very much an old school vibe. Uh, you know, Brent, so, Brent, you and I talked about that steakhouse with carpet floors, the wood panel walls. That's what so, this place was on a boat. You know that that originally had a, had a SEA tie-in, right? That that boat, Chris. I don't know if you're from if you remember that that had a tie into the whole. You guys talked about that. On Adam one of the Adam Merriweather yep. pl- Adam yep. pleasure Merriweather pleasure making Merriweather pleasure. Yep. That was like the boat Empress Lily. Lily I don't know if that was. I mean, that's a Lily Disney thing, not I guess right. Empress yes. Lily. But something yeah. about the whole boat was his his old boat, and then he built a Grand Floridian for his wife and. Um, I can't yeah. remember the exact details, but all that kind of ties ties into Pleasure Island. Yeah. And, uh, and Merryweather uh, Pleasure. Brent, did you guys try the uh, City Works beer place down there when you were there in August? No, we didn't. So we only went to Springs. We went to Springs and literally did just Art Smith from what I 
vaguely remember, but yeah, just <laughs> just just Art Smith. But um, and honestly, I don't know if we're gonna have a lot of Springs time on this trip, so that may have to be a future a future trip. But I I mean, it looks cool. If, looks cool as shit. If you can, if you can get over there, the uh, the beer selection is great, but the uh, the food is phenomenal. It, it yeah. really is for what it is. It is it is really good. We ate there. Now are they doing twice? Are they doing twice. beers on site? Is that a, like a brewery? No, it's just. It's um, like tap house. it's 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 baseline tap house on crack. Oh, nice. It's basically what it's without the shitty music. Hey, nice. I um, like that music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, shitty music. Um, but it it's it's baseline tap house on crack. With it's got an excellent selection. They've got crafts from all over the place, but they've also got the standard crap. Um, but the food there is really really good. Um, and it's right down there. It's right down there at the end of end of Springs, now near Cirque du Soleil. So. There's not a heavy crowd presence, so it's not you know overbearing and loud yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try uh, paddlefish. The the renovations look amazing. Like they made it into a very much upscale, modern kind of um, seafood joint. Uh, I'd like to try boathouse next well, we on our trip, but that, I don't know if that's in the cards. You know, the only the only downside to boathouse is it just didn't have like a kid friendly dinner menu. They didn't have like honestly put some. I, ha- I I've said this before, time and time again. Put chicken fingers on a hot dog in every fucking menu, and I would go to every single restaurant in the in the entire world. So that's the great th- that's the great thing is like my kid like she if there's steak on the menu steak she's steak good. is okay I can do steak and that's why the kid we the kid the kid this the kid the kid loves steak mm-hmm. so like if we I could take her to boathouse Lauren can't do seafood I can but like. Hayden loves steak, so I could go down there and give that steak kid steak right. and a baked potato, and she's happy. She's good, you know. So Ethan, that as long as there's steak on the menu, I'm good. Ethan starting to eat steak has opened up a number of restaurants for us, which is great because. Well, see, you could take it because the boathouse is known for their steaks, so you guys could mm-hmm. do boathouse and just give Ethan a steak, or part could, part of your steak or something. Like literally, we're doing like three places where he's going to be eating steak, uh, including Brown yeah. Derby, which um, I love. I love Brown Derby. Haven't done that yet. I've done the lounge. Oh, you got to do Brown Derby. Brown Derby. It, it's such a great. I don't vibe. remember the lounge a lot. Usually, I'm, usually I'm drinking, and I don't remember a lot of the lounge. They, I will say, <laughs> so. uh, Brant, right up your alley. Brown Derby does a hell of a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. I think I've had their Bloody Mary. They do good. I think Mary. we've had it. It's it, and it's fantastic. I do. I do I gotta say, Chris, the the Art Smith Bloody Mary. There's a special one that has the Dixie. The Dixie Black Pepper Vodka. That's an amazing. That's yeah. That that's one. That's the that's the that's the one I had. That's I, the one I, I had. Think, oh my god. So was it good. Sydney and I may have to revamp after this brunch because we'll have it again. We may have to revamp our, our Bloody Mary like you know top your five list, Bloody your Mary, top five. Mary <laughs> yeah Mary list. That um, that that blood that black that black pepper vodka just it's I mean freaking it is could be one of the best vodkas to use in a Bloody Mary. So I know I, I think, know we will and get. And I think if. Go ahead, I said I know we will get dial bars back open. We're super excited about that. So we'll get a dial yes. bar Bloody Mary. I know I'll get an, a. Um, now they've changed it pretty drastically, but we'll, we'll probably get a refreshment port Bloody Mary because that's always been one that's been. Uh, that, it's a, been that's the funny thing. It's a good one. That's the funny thing is da- dial bars Bloody Mary is nothing fucking special. Like it's not. It's not complex. There's nothing oh, fancy no. to it, it's, but it's there's the bur- something it's, about it's it. It's the Berber sauce that, that's it in is. it, and it's the candied bacon. But, but the last time we had it, the candied bacon was almost rancid. It was Ooh. weird. And the, last, 
It was weird, man. And that and it kind of fre- kind of freaked us out. And it was with people that we had talked this up for for forever. It was in January after the the Disney cruise before COVID, and we got these Bloody Marys, and nobody finished them, and it was weird. So we've been we haven't had one since January. It's open, but we went in August. It wasn't open, so. We're interested to go try it again and see if it was just a fluke or if something has changed yeah. or what. But um, so, Chris, I'll, dis- I'll disagree with you because there's something about they have this <laughs> they have this uh, brie. Well, the bar- bar- the Berber sauce, sauce is, is, what, is makes- what they do to it. But uh, but I mean, if you're looking at a base ingredient, it's vodka and like zingzang. It's but that finest, Berber it's sauce. finest call, and then that Berber sauce, yeah. But that Berber sauce is what is what makes and like I'm saying, it's not like if you go to like Art Smith, they use. They got special mix. They use a, the Dixie black pepper vodka. Yep. They, they, yep. they the toppings. It's it's complex, but like I agree. Dawa bars is simple, but fucking. I mean, I well, could I could sit there all day. I can tell you anything you get in a park is gonna be finest call mix, some some sort of vodka, and then whatever little twist they have to make it. Their park own, regional, yeah. park regional I, specific, I, right? I will That's, say if you sh- if you schmooze those uh, bartenders at Dawa a little bit, you get it. You get a couple extra pieces of bacon. Yeah, in there, there, bloody Americans. I got a, I got a couple extra pieces the last time I got it. And I was like, so, um, something we did in April that we've only done once before, but we actually went with um, the Colliers off property to. A nice restaurant to a place called Hawkers, Asian Asian cuisine, and a uh, Scott. It's it's in Windermere, but it's if you literally take um, the road that goes up to Bay Hill, it's like right. five five thirty five or five. They, they live near th- Bay Hill. Yeah, five thirty five north past Bay Hill. Um, I mean, it's it's five minutes from from Disney. Eh, maybe ten minutes from Disney Springs. Um, but that's the one where you cook that you cook the food in front of you. No. And it was COVID, so we didn't really get the whole full full experience. But we're actually we're go, we're going back, and I think we're going back in November because we just want to get away and and t- that kind of thing. But it's it was cool to have to try some local local fare outside of Disney, and it was freaking awesome. And then of course we ate a massive meal for a, qu- yeah. a quarter of the price we'd have paid for. Oh yeah, you know something on, t- on Disney property. If you guys are gonna wander off property during a trip. Um, that's been a place I've wanted to try since you guys posted about it, Brant. But if you guys wander outside of Disney, it's got a little bit of a drive, but go to the Crooked Can Brewery in out in uh, I think it's Winter Garden. Okay. They it's it's a phenomenal brewery, but what's unique about it is, is there's the brewery and then it's this, this long brick building like an old warehouse, and they have this like like co-op food thing in there, so you can get oh, nice. Asian. You can get seafood. They have a guy that does uh, mac and cheese. So literally, like he he has a like a like a bread tin of mac of mac. You pick the cheese and he scrapes it off like one of those uh, like those melt melting wheels. Oh, what is that called? Uh, I had it in the Switzerland booth. It's like yeah, a whole but, thing. But, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, but raclette. 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 He scrapes he scrapes it off the raclette in there, and then you could pick your you could pick your toppings or like add-ins. So like broccoli, sausage bacon like wow. whatever like he has this 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 thing the smorgasbord and then he he adds it in there he stirs it up and then he runs it through like a little salamander deal like you know the pizza oven type thing you know they put the pizza in it comes out the other end yeah. so it comes out all bubbly and toasty oh my god but they have like so many different food options and they have like you know like little it's like a flea market slash food carnival thing That's so you badass. can get your beer walk down there get your food and then go sit outside 
So if you if you get a chance to go down that way, that is that's on our list. Brent, I don't think. Go ahead, uh, Brent. We were talking um, before about steakhouse in Orlando. Uh, again, don't eat. look. Disney steakhouses are good, not great. Um, there is one I forgot to tell you about. You got to go off property. It's on I Drive. It's called Charlie Steakhouse. Oh, I've you heard. want to find a real kind of that men's club steakhouse vibe basically what Don Shula's is supposed to be but not TGI Fridays Charlie Steakhouse right. that wood fired okay. grill um, okay. paintings on the wall wood panel walls carpet white tablecloth you name it this place has it if you, if you do get a chance to get away from the bubble for a hot second and you know maybe this is something you do when COVID's over and we're all back well, to normal I think so we're we're going for a week for the fiftieth, and mm-hmm. the week lead, leading up to the fiftieth, and I think you know we know it's going to be crazy crowded. So I, th- I think that may be a that week would be a good time to go. Do, that we do stuff, we do a lot of Orlando out of the bubble stuff. Um, that week leading up to leading up to the fiftieth, um, just because we're not going to want to be in the parks and. It's That's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be, be a fucking madhouse. But we're, we're going to be there. I'm going to be there for sure. But uh, just. You know, may stay, stay, keep my distance to some of those. So we're doing hot the, spots. Obviously, the 50th is going to be a, you know, what year, year and a half, 18 month celebration kind of thing. That yeah, do. yeah. I, yeah, they're. I think, I think with all this COVID crap, they're going to drag it out for longer than two that. years, probably. Yeah, we're yeah. we're planning on doing something in 2021 to celebrate the quote unquote 50th anniversary. All right, give me one second. I have to go inside and kill a giant roach. Apparently, my wife is terrified. Oh, nice. The fucking palmetto bugs, man. I'll be right back. All right, All right go ahead. Um, so, Brent, so, with, with with some of the things that you've got upcoming, what's the place that you're you're most excited to go back to, either for the first time, or you know, or you know, going back to for the hundredth time? Yeah. So, what's crazy is we've ended. We've you know we most of the time when we. If we're not taking a, a full week trip, if we're taking a short trip, be it an extended weekend or a long weekend for you know four nights, we spend so much time in the parks. We don't get to get to, get to Springs and do like a day at Springs or dive in the Springs. But we find ourselves booking dinner reservation or lunch on our final day at Springs if we don't have enough time to go dive into a park. And um, we did that. We did that in August, and we did. Um, like a lunch or late lunch at, at Art Smith, but what we've done in future trips is we've eaten at Springs and we've always ended at Dockside Margarita. And Dockside Margarita has kind of been the place that we that we like to end the trip with. So it's it's on the Disney Springs uh, side of things where the co-op is and the void. La, um, Rainforest Cafe, but it's right on the water, it's hmm. dockside. But it's literally a margarita tequila bar on the water. It has a walk-up window when you approach it from like from Springs. It's got a big walk-up window. I think there's frozen margaritas, tons of tequila, tons. And there's beer and other stuff. But when you walk around the backside, there's a bar with probably 16 bar chairs, looking into the bar, and your back is against the water and you're kind of low on the water you can see across springs you can start to see the kind of fade of you know the uh 
the aerophile balloon and you can see the cirque and all the all the things on the far, on the far side and it's kind of cool cuz it's a swivel bar stool so you can order you can order your cocktail you can turn around drink and just kind of look at that kind of low I like that on the water feel and that's one thing that I I, we've, I don't know if we talked about but but the the lava lounge at um the lava lounge at Rainforest Cafe is kind of a hidden gem because it's almost like your, your feet are almost in the water. Yeah, you're um, right, on, lo- the, right on that is. lake, yeah. Yeah, how low it is. Um, versus if you go to an Edison or somewhere on the, I guess that's the west side, if you go somewhere on the west side, it seems like you're much higher off, you know, Jock Lindsay's. Sit on the deck of Jock Lindsay's or, or Paradiso 37, you feel like you're 10 feet off the water. Yeah. Um, on the east side, everything is like on the water. Um, so Dockside Margarita has been something that we're looking forward to get back to. It's closed in August, but I want to end the trip that way, um, and we'll probably end the trip that way this this trip. They also have, so um, e- the, um, Knob Creek Disney Select is like the go-to bourbon that everybody right. kind of loves because you only can get it in Disney. You know, you can get it everywhere, but you can only get the Disney pick there. Well, they typically at Dockside have a Patron and Yeho Barrel Select Disney Ooh. pick. So it's that tequila, but that super long aged. Um, and we usually, Sydney and I always either get, we get a margarita or some Mexican beer if I'm not in a margarita mood. And we always get a, a, a shot of Disney Select and Yeho uh, Patron and, and sip on it, which I'm not a Patron. Um, it's, not a, a Patron it's okay. It's all right. I, I, but, I think Patron's a little bit but overrated. It's the, absolutely. But it's, the, it's just the fact that that's kind of the tradition. That's where yeah. we're at. It. It's kind of cool. Um, so anyway, very, very cool, cool spot, cool hang, and uh, in November, and the and that's why I I love late fall and January is my favorite time to take trips because you can sit out there and it's nice and cool. Um, it's usually open and uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy enjoy that kind of vibe. What, about, love, what about you? I do love the you know. So we're we're obviously going early November. I do like that it is. Um, it's more like jeans and t-shirt weather and I think that's a perfect time to go to the parks there will be days where you need shorts but it's not blistering hot and I love that uh, you're right January is my favorite time because it is jeans and t-shirt in the daytime a nice jacket at night you know uh, um, I've, got, I've got a nice suede jacket that I really like to wear which I'm wearing now because uh, it's 57 degrees here but it is perfect it's perfect weather to sit outside enjoy a drink that warms you up like this is perfect bourbon weather it's 57 degrees outside it's you know we're, we're smoking cigars we're drinking bourbon you don't feel cold because you're just warm inside and I, I love that and there's so many places around Disney to do that um, like you said the the lava lounge at T-Rex super underrated if you can get in there and get a good uh, get a good cocktail that's a great place to just sit and, you know, watch over the lake as the, uh, you know, sunsets uh, in, in Orlando, which sunsets in Orlando are just magical. Really, they really are. I don't know what it is, if, if it's the atmosphere, where you are in the hemisphere, whatever it is. It just feels like golden. Yeah. You said um, you said T-Rex. I know you meant um, or, Rainforest yeah, Cafe. Rainforest Cafe. But you know what's another great thing, Scott? Because I know you guys own at um, Saratoga. You guys own at Saratoga. It is an awesome little halfway kind of point stop on the way to to Saratoga. Right it's kind of like Con- the last the, the last bar, area, right? 
it's kind of the last bar yeah. before you take that bridge over to to Saratoga. Um, it's it is, and it it's not a fancy cocktail place no. or a mixology bar or any of that kind of stuff. But um, but if you need a cocktail, a walk-in beer, um, it's definitely a place that you can that you, you know you can get that. Um, and that's what I that's what I like about it. The Turf Club. Well, the. The oh, lava oh, lounge, the lava but lounge. yeah, I mean lava lounge. If you're leaving, if you're leaving Springs and walking, to, yeah, because it's it's right after uh, you leave Springs. Now Turf Club is a whole nother a whole nother experience. Great, it, you know it, what? Honestly, under it, we talk about under. How do they, you know what? I don't think we ever talked about underrated bars in Disney. We, I mean, we we kind of like mentioned it here and there on the on the Facebook group, um, because at the end of the day. All of us in in the BSEA Facebook group are all kind of most of us are Disney fans as well as bourbon and you know whiskey fans. The Turf Club, is, first of all, it was one of the first places to introduce kind of like bring the Glen Cairns to Disney World when when the Glen Cairn was introduced. I think in what two thousand like eight or nine or something like that when they when they created it, it was the perfect vessel to taste whiskey. About 2014 is when the Turf Club started doing bourbon tastings or, wh- or whiskey tastings with Glencairn glasses. And really, uh, they've kind of made a niche for themselves. They've, they, they were the first ones to have a bourbon flight. And you guys know how much I love flights. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a fun lounge. It's a, they've got a big TV there to watch sports. They've got a pool table that is absolutely 100% free of charge to play. Yep. That's that's one of the places I've really surprised. It's you know being a golf a golf resort and everything. They don't offer cigars. They do. You can't smoke them in the place. You can smoke them outside on the deck. Um, so can you get it at Turf Club Lounge, or you have to get it at the gift shop? You get it at the gift shop, and see, I'd rather have them like go up to the bar and be like, "Hey, give me a, give me a, give me a double pour of Buffalo Trace and a." You know, on Oliva, and walk outside and sit on the. Yeah, you do have to. You have you have to get the cigar at the gift shop, but they have a good selection. I think we got uh, my sister-in-law and I got some pretty good cigars, and walked out to. That um, deck is that deck deck. is awesome. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing with Turf Club. Turf Club is not a is not a lounge that I'm going to if I'm staying at the Polynesian. No, but you have to. You kind of have to be staying at. Saratoga. But maybe if I'm staying at one of the other resorts on that waterway, if I'm at Old Key West or if I'm at Port Orleans, yep. maybe True. maybe Turf Club would be a great because you know I can take the last th- those water taxis from Springs run pretty late. So I mean, you can you can you can even make your way to the, those various resorts just walking for the most part. Sometimes it's a hike, but you can but, definitely uh, walk there. And, and honestly, yeah. that's a great way to walk off the whiskey. Oof. That, that restaurant some, they have some there of those, is, uh, is really good too. Some of those some of those trails, I, I don't know if I. Yeah, you can get shit, lost. I've a chance myself walking. Uh, bring, walking uh, at night, I will say at night, bring a flashlight. It's dark there. Those, yeah. those are those are those are rape bridge tripe, yeah. type trails. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean Turf Club. We've we you know Saratoga is one of our favorite resorts to stay at, and if you know we've been there. Quite a few times. the The restaurant there is actually really good. Yeah, too. the Turf Club restaurant is yes. really good. It is it is actually very very good. So now speaking um, of resorts, um, where where are you guys staying, Chris? Where are you staying in November? So November we're doing split stay. We're actually staying at the uh, Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. 
for the first couple days, and then we actually got an Airbnb with a bunch of other people for the uh, second part of the trip. It was a uh, wound up being seventy five bucks mm. a person that's, for the week. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, and it's like and it's and it's like six bed. It's like six bedrooms, like three, like four baths. It's got a pool, a hot tub, an enclosed deck, uh, grill, the whole shebang, and it's the- right outside of. Uh, the back entrance to Animal Kingdom near Kidani and uh, so uh, that, the lodges, right there. It's right that there. That sounds like, like the old five minute drive. That sounds like the old um, All Star Vacation Club. Or, yeah, but it's 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 a big ass yeah. it's a big ass house and like for seventy five. So it was a hundred and it was one hundred and fifty bucks and some change for me and Lauren for the week. Oh man, yeah, you can't. And we get our and we and we get our and we get our own room. Yeah. You know, we got to have our own room, and the rooms were themed. So one room Star Wars, the other rooms like Mini Mickey, the other yeah. rooms this, that, or the this other. This is definitely they're all themed. This is definitely one of so back in like the early two thousands, the All Star Vacation Homes kind of started to pop up, and they and they they did a good job, but for some reason, I guess like um, through Airbnb, they kind of went away because I guess the homeowners are like, well, we don't need to pay the overhead. To, we can do yeah, we can do better. We can do better, <laughs> and we can rent it out ourselves. And, yeah. you know, they're really nice. We, we've looked into renting them from time to time. Um, and I think we will eventually when, when we do a big family vacation. Because my, father, my father-in-law, he likes the parks. He likes going with Ethan. But he is very much a pool guy. But he loves his own pool. He does not like the, the crowded pools with everybody else around him. He is a... Yeah, my, fa- my father-in-law is the same yeah. way. Like, he's, he loves Disney, but when he's done peopling, he's oh, the yeah. fuck out. He's done. So, like, he wants to go <laughs> away from everybody else. So, like... I'll paint a I'll paint a picture of my father. My father-in-law is Larry David. He okay. loves some things, <laughs> but people is not one of them. That's that's my father-in-law <laughs> yeah. as well. Like he his his park his park his 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 zen is Epcot. Yep. He could walk around. He could walk around certain sections of Epcot all day. Now he's upset about the the British Revolution going away because that man literally I could drop him off in front of the British Revolution and I could loop Epcot twice and he'd still be there. He might wander to go to Rosen Crown and get himself a pint, but he'd go right back over there. Like that's where he would be. And like if the, if, the, if there's a band playing at the um, across from Amer- the American Pavilion, he'd be there. Like that's where he goes. He goes for the music and if you could leave him there and walk away and he could give a That's shit. pretty that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool cuz I I don't, I don't have uh I mean, I could probably do it now that I've been so much, but um, I don't have a wife that likes to sit sit still, and that's not a, not necessarily a bad thing when you're on vacation because she wants to see and wants to do. But um, oh, I, yeah. I I love sitting still, man. I could I could sit and just like I said, I love to people watch. Well, so when I it comes can, to I, the I afternoon, go sit on, when it gets to the yeah. afternoon, absolutely. But during the day, you know, during the day, she wants to see see stuff, and I and I get it, but yeah. Um, maximize while you're there absolutely so scott where are you staying so this is going to be our first stay ever at the animal kingdom lodge and we just we decided to do which kidani or kidani uh, village that's my that's my that's my place man where we go we're going for a star wars weekend in april and we got animal kingdom kidani two bedroom um savannah view we're there too in april we're there too in april same Yes. So, yeah. so we, I mean, we bounced around from resort to resort in, in booking this. I, for, I mean, first of all, this trip has been planned since April um, and had yeah. to be, uh, you know, bounced around from time to time just because of COVID. 
So the first resort, we, I mean, we were always going to stay at the one bedroom at um, Saratoga. And it's our home resort. We love it. it. It's a great resort, and especially with the uh, uh, with with the renovations. Brent, you've stayed at the renovated rooms, right? Dude, Chris, yes. have you stayed at the renovated room? The, 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 I have. Yes, they are. They look amazing. God, they did amazing. I've, sta- I've done. I've done. I've done the renovated rooms at, uh, at Saratoga and Old Key West, and they did a phenomenal job of uh, of of upfitting up, up, up those. I think the studio we stayed at in Congress Park in January was like top five favorite rooms. It made the resort better. By how can we amazing? Can we just talk was. about? Can we just talk about the beds? Yeah. I don't care about the rest of the resort yeah. or the rooms. We talk about the upgraded beds. Yeah. Well, they needed that. <laughs> oh my god. They needed that. Badly. Oh yeah. I mean, it was it was. Oh, they were so comfortable. But um, we we got an upgraded room for our honeymoon, and we were just like. How do we? How, do, how have we not done this before? Like because the regular resor- the regular resort was outdated. The beds were rock hard. They were value resort. Uh, but it, 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 it. But Saratoga and Old Key West, like they're massive, massive Huge. resorts. They're original. They're the original DVC resorts, so mm-hmm. they're massive. So like the the changeover and retro the upfit time is like not what it would be for like say all-star resorts or even even like you know uh the poly the poly i mean right, it's yeah. not it's it's a large resort but it's not anywhere near no, 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 no. the size of saratoga no. so it's so one thing i would say is our first day at saratoga in our original un non-updated resort it was fine, but it still has the door that opens outside. It doesn't have the the, the hotel. You know, it has the like the motel yeah. door, so you're you're opening outside. Yeah. Although everything goes in one direction, right? So every every room view is kind of a view situated. You don't have a parking lot view anywhere because no. the doors are facing the parking lot. All the rooms open out to right. Uh, Crescent Lake, or not Crescent Lake, but whatever. Um, or the golf. Spring, I love. Spring I love. Lake, yeah, the golf course. Golf course. The golf course. Whatever. Yeah. View, so, exactly. view, so whatever. but yeah. so that wasn't exciting. But when we got the when you got the the badass room, the upgraded room, you kind of forgot about you kind of forgot about that motel vibe and a deluxe resort price point, and it was and it was absolutely amazing. So Scott, you're saying that y'all haven't stayed ever at Animal Kingdom. First time. Oh, no, this God. is our first time. We've been there a number of times. We've we've had dinner there. We've walked around there. Um, Jumbo, or have you ever been in Kadani? We've never been in Kadani Village, ever. So we're, okay. we're going to be I will say, that. I will I hope you like your steps on your uh, on your watch, because you're going to get your steps in, depending on where your room Fine is. Fine by me. But I loved because you know we've only ever stayed at Kadani. We haven't stayed at Jumbo yet. That was on our list, but uh, but of course you've been to Jumbo, right? Well, oh god, yeah, I've been. You know, got to got to go to you know, got to go over there for you know the food. Boma's great, but uh, yeah, you got to go to Boma. You got to go to uh, we did a uh, Jico. Oh my god, Jico was amazing. Um, and then um, was it the uh, the the bar there? Victoria, Victoria. Perhaps, Victoria. Toronto, yeah, Victoria Falls. Great bar been there great but like the nice the nice thing is is between jumbo and kadani there's a little shuttle that goes between the two resorts so you don't have to take a disney bus there's literally like a little short bus that you get on that goes every few minutes between the two resorts so if you want to go over to you know jumbo for you know uh boma or anything like you just hop on the little bus and they take you straight over there 
Yeah, you do your thing I, and you go straight back I also back think to you can pool hop to both of them. So if you do pool day, you can. if you do pool days, you can get you set and up, pool, you set up both pools. Yeah. And their pool bars are awesome. Yeah. Their what? pool bars are phenomenal and their pools are really nice too. And the the kid the kitty play area so is great. So no Ethan will love the that. The one negative I will say is that it could be one of the least flattering lobbies on Disney property. Which Kadani? It's it Kidani. Well, okay, so now if you if you're comparing it between like Kadani and Jumbo, exactly. I mean, it's it's still impressive, but it's not like well, I mean, like oh my god. I consider, it's not Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, so right. so I <laughs> right. consider that to be like Wilderness Lodge. So when, when you go and check in at, at um, so we stayed at the Boulder Ridge slash right. Copper Creek la- one of the last yeah. times we went there. But first of all, Wilderness Lodge is my favorite resort of all time. I, I've stayed at a bunch of resorts. It is bar none my favorite resort. We stayed at Boulder Ridge. You check in at Wilderness Lodge. It's beautiful. The lobby, and I'll put this in you know air quotes, yeah. the lobby at Boulder Ridge is very underwhelming because there's really no lobby. It's not the same. It's like a you know a tall foyer with a uh, bird yeah. cage in the middle of it. It's cool, but... I mean, look, the main lobby for both of those resorts, Wilderness Lodge and Jumbo House, are spectacular. And, and honestly... Are you... Are you guys Savannah View for your trip, Scott? Yes. Yeah, we'll be Savannah Okay, so get get Ethan up early in the morning, because early in the morning, you go out on the patio, they're driving around with the, the trucks, mm-hmm. and they're hanging the food, and you can literally see the animals yeah. just come from wherever they're fucking hiding to wait for the food to set, like giraffes, zebras, whatever... At night, take him down to the ground floor. Go out there. They have uh, cast members. With night vision they will hand you night, yeah. night. Yeah. Oh my god, That's it what, is awesome. So like we one we the, did that, and we uh, we were like, I'm just sat out there for like 20 minutes, like with the night vision goggles, just watching. One of the benefits that I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, during COVID, is that the parks aren't open past. N- no park is open past 7 p.m. and it's. It is what that's, it is. But that's, re- but that's really the opportunity to take in everything else Disney offers, right. though. Because there's so much other stuff past park closing that Disney has that people don't realize because they're like, we're going park open to park close. Hardcore. Like, they don't realize that you go back to your resort, there's a shit ton of stuff to do with the resorts. Like, even, like, the campgrounds at Full Wilderness. Like, so they have, like, yeah, so campfires and fireworks. I'm and, looking like, forward to the, the S'mores campfire out at... Um, Kadani Village, going down to going down to the uh, the ground floor to do the night vision goggles and and even do the like it's kind of like a tour where they take you around the Savannah View area in the bottom where you have yeah the, the cast members will walk you the walk you around yeah. they'll do that during the day too they'll walk you around and point out the animals and talk to you about them you can ask questions like you can we did I mean I didn't even have my daughter when we went and I was like you know grown ass man like. What is that? What? But tell me about that. Tell me about like pointed animals. Yeah. Like I'm a biology. I have a biology degree, but I'll be like, tell me about that. Tell me about it's that. It's like, like living. Cast members. It's like living in a David Attenborough special. It's really cool. It's, 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 it's really great, and it's a, it's a nice resort, and you really like. Animal Kingdom resorts to me. You know, I get like some of the resorts. You know, all the resorts you feel like you're disconnected, like you're you're away from it. Like, but Animal Kingdom. You really don't feel like you're in Disney. You feel like yeah. you're somewhere. Well, like the way they the way they do the whole resort and the way they you don't see any type of 
other park stuff. You don't see the like it's just you feel like that's where you're And that's at. the thing the same thing with Wilderness Lodge. You you get there and you feel like you've been yeah, yeah, you took a flight to Orlando, Florida and you you got off that uh, plane and it's a hundred degrees. But now you're in the now you're in the mountains of Montana yeah. or Colorado, like you don't feel like and having, exactly and that's and having stayed in Montana, you honestly feel like you're in the Pacific Northwest. I mean it's it's a really cool atmosphere. So I'm very much looking forward to the vibe of Animal Kingdom. Um, the- the, ca- the cabins at the the cabins at wilderness uh, Fort Wilderness not Fort Wilderness uh, Wilderness Lodge are on my bucket list oh yeah the uh, right yeah. right there on the water I've got the bougie, to, I've got the, bougie cabins James, James stayed there the, he said I, in, 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 look James our, our good friend on BSEA has stayed at both the Poly cabins and the Wilderness Lodge cabins and he loves the Wilderness Lodge ones by far yeah. and away yeah you know, I you went, know why, we were Brent? there for one you know why Brent no General Joe Potter. Yeah, no fucking doubt. <laughs> but we uh, we had Joe we Potter. had the opportunity to go visit James and them at uh, the cabin when we were there for Dopey this past year, and uh, we had dinner with them there. And I'm like, man, just where their cabin was positioned. You got to see the water the water pageant at night. You got to hear it when they do the fireworks. They pipe it in through speakers on the, pa- yeah. the screened-in patio. You could literally sit in the hot tub. And watch the fireworks from Magic Kingdom while drinking, and I'm like, that would be like, like after a day in the parks, just being able to sit my my happy ass back in a hot tub, soak my broken ass body, see, and watch the fireworks from the comfort of a hot tub. See, the beauty is you don't even have to be at the Wilderness Lodge cabins. Like we we stayed at the Boulder Ridge, yeah. um, the regular hotel, and from our balcony we could watch the the Magic Kingdom fireworks. We could watch them. The, I mean. <laughs> Brant, you talk about the uh, the general Joe Potter waking you up. Even late in the night, that magic the the magical water pageant is still going on. Oh, it's like eleven God. o'clock, and it's still dude, rolling they, by. Like, dude, I just I feel like they like it's on a circuit. They just press go, and then the person mm-hmm. just falls asleep. Like they like just fall asleep <laughs> in their in their chair, and they're like, "Oh fuck, it's one a.m. and the pageant's still going <laughs> it on." It is like, right. Stop! Stop! So, stop! Stop! So, what is your what is your bucket list resort like if you had to like the one you want to stay at and the one you want to do like a like if it was your bucket list where would you want to stay for an entire trip uh, i'd have to say i think for me right now it would be the new tower coronado i really i i love the coronado it is one of my favorite resorts um I love that, you know, growing, I was born in Southern California. I spent summers in Southern California. I have a love for the Southwest um, U.S. I stay, I lived in Phoenix for two years. I love the Coronado. It, it reminds me of the Southwest United States. I am excited to get over to the Grand Destino. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I've had, I've, I've been up to the top. I've been to the, 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 the rough. I mean, I'm burning a candle that is uh, inspired wow. by the Grand Destino right now because I just, I love that atmosphere. I really do love the Southwest Five, and I think I would love to stay uh, bucket list at one of the presidential suites at the Grand Destino. I, I tell you, the Destino, you go to the top up there, not the restaurant, but you go to the lounge next, uh-huh. you know, across from it up there. Lauren and I went up there during the honeymoon. Yes, we went up there during our honeymoon. If you go out on the patio where we where we had to drink some food, um, you look out and you go out on the patio. You can see all four parks. 
you go to you know one end you can see Epcot, you go to the other end you can see you know Magic Kingdom, you can see you can see all four parks. Like literally, if you're up there at the right time of night, you can watch all the fireworks from every park that doesn't. Yeah, that's cool. If you're up there at that's the right really time of night. Cool. And we, we were like we were sitting up there. We were up there around sunset. And we were like really digging it because you could kind of see. We were sat there long enough. We could see the lights start coming on at the, yeah. at the at the parks. So you could see it start lighting up. Like you know, the Epcot ball started lighting up, and then you know, like Animal Kingdom, like the Tree of Life, you saw it light up. And it was like we were just sitting up there. You know, I had an old fashioned, and she was. Um, um, but we were just sitting up there watching it, and it's like, man, this is awesome. Like, it's windy as shit up there sometimes, but like. It's 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 a great little place. So if you can pop over them, we weren't even staying there. We just went over there and we Ubered over there and went straight up. So like, even if you're not staying there, I would recommend. It. Yeah. Brant, where would you? Where's your bucket list resort? So I have a couple for, I guess a couple reasons. So I mean, first one I would say kind of uh, ignorance is bliss, and and I've, <laughs> I, I, on what I have stayed at, yep. I always want a week at the Polynesian. And, I, and I've said it. Like, the Polynesian is Scott. You said wilderness, but to me, for you, is wilderness. But for me, the Polynesian is the best single hotel resort I've ever stayed at in my entire life, bar none. No, you've everywhere had, in the world I've stayed at. Yeah, you've had good experience at the Polynesian. I did not. I, well, I, I know. I know you did. You had I spent five well, nights had, there, and I spent all five nights in the resort, and I've seen yeah. enough of the Polynesian. I'm done with it. I'm, and I'm and I understand that. But, but to me, and I've told the story before, and I'm sure you've you heard it. But just I went there as a kid. You know, I, I couldn't fathom this is a place that someone uh, stayed. You know, this was a hotel yeah. as a kid. You know, when I was my family was staying off at the Motel Six off of you know I four, and I just went there for breakfast, and I was just amazed. And now my wife and I own DVC there, so it, it, that's that's my ignorance is bliss. Like anytime I can get a week at the Poly. I love it. Now, besides yep. that, we Sydney and I have always wanted to do a, a long weekend trip and do literally just Epcot and Hollywood Studios, stay at one of those nearby resorts, have a walking trip, never get on transportation, and Beach Club is where we've always wanted to stay. We've done boardwalk, boardwalks, right? But we wanted to do Beach Club because we wanted to do Starmalong Bay, the Sand Bottom Pool. We've never got to go in the Sand Bottom Pool. That's always been a bucket list, too. We had that trip booked. Absolutely perfect trip for March, and then COVID screwed it up. We were in a two-bedroom at, at Beach Club with my family, and we were going to get pool time and, and all that stuff, and, and COVID screwed it up. So that's still on the list. Actually, However, yeah, Brent, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, hold on. I'm going to join you on that one. Beach Club is one place we have every single time we book a Disney vacation we waitlist that and it's just yeah. I don't know if it's just so popular it's just never available I mean I would love to stay at Beach Club that is take it back my bucket list is probably Beach Club because I want to I want to go to that pool I want to stay Beach Club I love the I love the resort love the food there love the uh, Ale and Compass yeah. Um, I love the Cape May Cafe. Every, everything, everything right there. Great. There's great resorts. Great you can resort. walk to flying. You can walk to flying fish. Yeah. You got yachtsmen. You can walk to Swan and Dolphin, and you got you got sushi, and you got Italian, and you've got you know steakhouse. And that's the whole idea was like, let's do a four you know a, a four night weekend stay, and literally just do whatever is within walking Epcot walking distance. That's it. So now. Yeah though I pivot that and if it was family yes but if it was just Sydney and I I'd almost want to do 
the Murphy bed little studio at Riviera. Yeah. Because now you've got Skyliner that can skyline me to Hollywood Studios, skyline me to Epcot, and then I'm pretty much almost in the same spot as Beach Club if I skyline to, to Epcot. And the Skyliner, I could have clowned on it for oh, I'll eat crow the, the on two that years. I'll eat crow on it all day. Love it. I've, I've, been, I've been on it, and it's... I talk shit about it, no death buckets, yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, I'll tell you what, it is it's an enjoyable it's ass the, trip. It is the best mode of transportation yes. in Disney. Bar none. Bar and none. Bar none. And the only thing I think they fucked up on is not making I and I think Disney I think it's coming. Disney's I think you see Disney connected doing more skyliners between the other parks and some of the closer like I see them doing something. You know, Magic Kingdom area maybe or Well I think Springs Springs and Animal Kingdom. Yes, yeah. exactly, and that's and I will you know I will eat you know like Scott, oh, yeah. I'll eat crow, eat I'll shit. eat crow on that and all day. I clown. I talk shit on them hardcore. I was like, this is gonna be awful. This is gonna be horrible. And man, I've waited shorter lines on that thing than I have on some of the rides that I love to ride. But um, I clowned on that yep, for two I agree. years and told and and yep. told thousands of people how awful that's gonna be. I like Corona. It's fucking awesome. It's it's the but, best resort. It's the best transportation on Disney property. And if you I, need to get I know, to be, I know. and if you and, and it's and it's and it's leisurely. It takes the stress out of a trip. Like you might be like you need to get to a park, but as soon as you get on one of those skyliners, you're sitting back and you're you're rocking, you're watching, you're listening to the audio, and you're just like you can't help but audio is great. Yep. The views are great. It, it's it, it's a I've always loved the sky buckets from old Disneyland, old Disney World. Mm-hmm. They were great. This is an awesome way to see a bird's eye view of the resort and to just just sit back and, and chill out and, and let things go. Like, we talk about it all I the time. It, it, you know, smell the roses. This is a great way to do that. Just sit back in your bucket and even, you know, now with COVID, you get your own bucket to to however many, however many your party is. It's your own bucket. You just yep. you just chill, and it's great. Yeah. I think I think my bucket list resort. If I'm gonna stay anywhere, yeah. Where's yours? And Lauren would Lauren would laugh. The Poly. Like I, I every time we book a trip, it's on, not, I want to stay at the it's, Poly. It, look, can we stay at the Poly? Can we do this? Like because like me like and like you know there's a few things I have to do every single trip we go. Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, yep. Jungle Cruise, and then I have to go to Top of the World, and then I use if I can, I try to get myself over to the Poly, whether I get into Trader Sam's or not. Like I'll go into the Tiki Terrace. At least Tambu. Yeah. Or, uh, Tambu, Tiki Terrace, something like that. But the Poly, there's something about the Poly when you walk into those front doors, whether you're staying there or not, where you're just like the the vibe and the music, your stress level just goes. Now, just I will say, I it, like my wife hates the poly because it was probably the worst trip of her life. She was stuck in the hotel for uh, four, probably yeah, four Ethan straight had, days. Yeah, had an ear infection ear or infe- something. Bad, or? bad and she, ear infection. And then, and then she, then she got tore up by bugs. Didn't she, she got yeah. So the sand. This, so uh, apparently the poly has these like sand flies that they know about and they they just can't do anything about them. And she's very much allergic to any kind of bug bites. Um, mm. She got tore up by them, but you know what I what I did it was I escaped a little bit, and this is maybe a little bit of my selfishness. I escaped and went over to the um, the Trader Sam's uh, take to to go window, right. and uh, 
maybe <laughs> have maybe got a Nautilus to go, which is um, you hung you hung out of the, you hung out of the Tiki Terrace what, for a hot. Well, what I you? what I did was I got it to go. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go get you Bug Bite Medicine over at the gift shop." Stopped off at Trader Sam's. Might have gotten a Nautilus to go and finished it before I got back to the resort or back to the hotel. That's like the room. Yeah. That's, that's like that's like one of our favorite things to do. Like Laura and I have quite a few times have gone to the poly from wherever the hell we're staying, gone to the Tiki Terrace, gotten a zombie or Krakatoa, and then gone to Cat and Cooks right there, grabbed a bite to eat, mm-hmm. and sat there and yeah. you know had had food. I mean, you can get all the Trader Sam's menu on the Tiki Terrace, but you know sometimes you know I like I love the fried rice from Cat and Cooks. Is I think is fucking Look, there, phenomenal. There's some coconut, great... coconut meatballs. Yeah, coconut meatballs. Oh are yeah, great. and just. Just get just getting the food from Captain Cooks and sitting on the tiki avoid, terrace. Avoid you know. the chicken dish. That was not good. It was it was like blanched chicken. It was it was terrible. But but I mean yeah. you know it's just there's just something about you know relaxing at the poly. Like I've been there. Hell, I've been to. Brant, you were. I've been to your. I've been there when you were staying there before Brant. We sat out there and played games that one night, smoked cigars. Oh, breakfast I've been is there. Great. Um, I, I do love we the, did the poly. I, I really do. I don't need to stay there for a while because I've, I've just, again, <laughs> I've seen every single thing at the resort to do. Because I, I think, I think Scott, if you guys went there, and this is one of the things I've learned with, you know, having a kid. You look at a resort, you know, 180 degrees. If you have a kid with you, if you don't. I think if you and Andrea went and stayed at the Poly, without a kid, just you and Andrea, yeah. and left Ethan at home, you know, I know that's you know good a hard luck. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, good yeah, luck. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I say that you know, knowing that that's probably not going to happen. If we if we but, did a family vacay with like our in laws and sister in law, where they could watch Ethan and we could do our thing at the Poly, would yeah. be a different story. It's it's a different resort, like, and I will say, you know. We've been there with with kid and without kid, and it's definitely a different experience. I will say the, um, the two bathrooms and, and, and Brent, you know this <laughs> yeah. this kind of this kind of coincides to why we chose Kadani. Um, we've stayed at a couple one bedrooms at various resorts: Saratoga, um, Boardwalk, um, uh, Art of Animation. The two bathroom situation is clutch. You need to have two separate bathrooms, two toilets, two baths, two showers, whatever it is. You need to have two bathrooms. It is a clutch situation. Polly does that very well. Love that. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. Look, it was when we had we had three people uh, when we went for the last big gathering, um, and just having that room three people to get dressed where I mean look let's be honest the shower is a two person shower and there's another shower I mean you can have essentially three people if two of them are intimate that, that, uh, that you know, shower, taking a bath at the same time that shower is a three person shower if you really want to <laughs> Sh- Sh- Shan I mean, I mean we're talking I mean I've seen I've seen video Brent so I know you're fairly comfortable with pretty much anybody in a shower with you yeah that's true <laughs> so um but I will say like we we're staying at uh, Kadani in April for Star Wars. Like, it's, we have it's, it's going to be. It's got two separate bathrooms. It does. So we have Lauren, me, the baby, my daughter, and then Lauren's parents. 
or overall, but we have a two bedroom. Okay. And we have those two bedroom and the two bathrooms. Like that's especially if we're doing. Well, you have, Lauren you'll I, have three full bathrooms. Yeah, you have three. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren and I are running the races, so like, we need our own. We literally need our own space. So like, we have our own bedroom with our own bathroom. The living room kitchen area has its own bathroom, and then yep. the other bedroom has its own bathroom. Like that's that's clutch yeah. because. Oh, that's awesome. Nobody, nobody, like, we do not bother anybody when we get up. Like, that, people don't realize, like, that extra bathroom or that extra, even hell, staying at Saratoga and having the one bedroom, having a washer and dryer in your fucking room is, there's nothing better from returning from a vacation having clean clothes in. The only dirty clothes you have are what's on your back. Yeah, that is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, coming home from a vacation and being able to put your laundry out of, take it out of your suitcase yeah. and put it away, it's like, there's something about that, like, adulting, like, level 500 <laughs> you know right like you get home and like i don't have to wash shit put it you away went on vacation like, and did laundry that's adulting exactly. 100 but yeah. like it's 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 something like just something about that like you know you come home from the day at the parks like you you change clothes in your pajamas and you just throw those dirty sweaty nasty clothes into the laundry you wake up the next morning and they're clean if you want to wear that shit again you can like there's just something about that that is just like doesn't cost you anything it's so it's it, have you, have you, it's throw a load in, pour a glass of whiskey, yep. throw it in the dryer. It's ready to go in the morning. So have any of you guys stayed at Old Key West? Well, I'm, I'm staying. Actually, we actually didn't get to this. Uh, yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm staying. I'm staying at well, like three topics ago. I'm actually staying at Old Key West in November. Oh, nice. Um, in a three in a three bedroom grand villa. I don't know how we missed, oh, how we missed that. Oh, we just but, we just did the grand villa in July, and let me tell you. It is like living in, like, a three-bedroom apartment on crack. Like, like nobody was tripping over anybody. Everybody had their own space. It's a huge. Like, it's a huge room. The two of the two of the bedrooms are upstairs. They each have their own yep. bathroom. Yep. That's you go downstairs. Are. You have the giant kitchen living room area with the porch, and then there's a half bath down there, and then there's a full bath down there. Like nobody is tripping over anybody. Okay, so that's there is a half bath down there. That's yeah, pretty cool. there is. If you go in, if you go into, you come in, you go around to where towards the master. There's a half bath on the side. It ha- actually, no, I take that back. It's not a half bath. It's a full bath. There is actually a shower in there, and then you That's go into the cool. master bedroom, and there's a full bathroom in the master bedroom. But like, it's great. Like we didn't like the, the laundry room is bigger than the one I have in my house. That's crazy. It's a it's so a nice resort. So we're doing it, it, that. It's a very relaxing. So. I wanted to ask a question. So Scott and I kind of dabbled in this. Um, Chris, we are waiting for you to be available. Yeah. Steak on Disney property. What's your go-to? So, so two two-part oh, question. Boy. So, what's your go-to wherever? And then second is 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 there a true steakhouse on Disney property? Tough question. We ask the tough questions here on BSC. So, so let's so let's so Ooh. let's 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 say this because uh, Scott, we didn't talk about this on the actual episode, right? This is just you and I. Yeah, we were bullshit talking. So, Chris, I'll tell you first my yeah. my definition when I think about a steakhouse. What makes a steakhouse is I want to show up. I want it to be well put together, dimly lit, white tablecloth, carpet on the floor because I don't want it to be loud and noisy. I want to have like old wanna, country club feel. Just, I want to have. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about steakhouse. I want a. I want a cocktail yeah. menu because I want a classic cocktail. I don't want no frou frou bullshit. I want 
Manhattans and old fashions and martinis and okay. you know classic cocktail. I want a great gotcha. a great wine selection and I want classic. I want French onion soup. I want wedge salad. I want calamari. I want you know classic apps. I want probably at least four, if not more, cuts. I want steak. Uh, steak. I want. Um, Wedge salad. I want Caesar salad. I want mashed yep. potatoes. I want asparagus. I want cream spinach. And I want. You want? And I want. I want all the classics. So I, I, want, I don't the, need no modern bullshit twentieth. You know. Whatever. You don't want that. You don't want that filet mignon that comes out looking like the size of a fucking silver dollar with like a dollop of like mashed potatoes. But not only that, I, I, I need a class for dessert. I don't need some kind of you know berry compote infused. You know Himalayan salt rock whatever. I want right. like. I want freaking okay. New York cheesecake. I want so one. Where's your go to just for a steak? Doesn't necessarily be steakhouse. And then is there a actual true steakhouse on Disney property? You know, I'm gonna say to the actual true steakhouse on Disney property. No, no. I don't believe there is. I think two. Where I would. I think yeah. the closest you get to this, and I think Brent and I talked about this. The closest you get to this is Shula's. But Shula still feels like a TGI Friday's chain. Ruth yeah, Chris, still feels yeah, yeah, Ruth Chris. I will Morton say steakhouse. Yep. So, is there a true Disney steakhouse on Disney property? I don't believe so. No. Are there some good steaks on Disney property? Absolutely. Um, I think if I'm going, I've got two places. Um, if I because I've had steak at both these places. Um, the Turf Club restaurant had a phenomenal steak. Their prime and it's got is, that low lit. Is, it, is really yeah, good. it's it's got a low. It's low lit. It's got the carpet on the floor. Come to it's think got about the white, it, Turf Club could be the closest thing to a steakhouse. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got. I had the steak when I was there. I had, I'm gonna pull I had up the menu. Steak, steak had like a surf and turf type deal, but um, I had the steak there. It was phenomenal. And the, the second to that, I think. Because I refuse to do the Cellier because I just I don't hear anything good about it anymore. Um, my second place I think would be the Yachtsman, just because I went there. You know I went there with you, Brant. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty damn good. I didn't have the few people that in our party complained, but my steak I thought I had the filet mignon and a couple. Of, I can't remember what else. There was there was booze involved. Um, many old fashions, and then you brought out the Louis Trey. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think if I'm going, if I'm going, if I want a good, decent steak and I want a quiet steakhouse environment, I'm going to the turf club. That's where I'm going. Honest to God, like, I think it's a, I think it's a diamond in the rough type of place. I don't think a lot of people really realize what that place has to offer just because it's, it's, it's tucked away. It's a resort restaurant. That's not real highly sung. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be there, staying there, playing golf there or know about it. And I, I've i eaten there. If I have to go for a good steak, I think I'm going to the, their club restaurant. So I would say only thing that disqualifies it is the cuts. But, you know, if we go on, if we do go on what I laid out, um, Yachtsman would be a true steakhouse because they have plenty of cuts. They have a wedge. They have a Caesar. They have, and it was, fina- they it was have, phenomenal. They have good apps. I mean, they have, shit, they have fucking elk. They have... Um, all that kind of shit. They have, I think, pretty much, they have cream spinach, they have potatoes, yep. they have lava yep. cake, they have bread pudding, 
They have creme brulee. So I will say, Scott, that I may have to, to eat my words that maybe Yachtsman is a true steakhouse. It, only thing, only well, thing they, is the they colonial. Market their, they mark themselves as a steakhouse. It's a colonial, like seaside colonial vibe. Is the only thing that kind of kills me on the only well the only thing that kills that vibe is it it, it is kind of loud it is very mm-hmm. loud it's very packed it's not as like it's not intimate well when, it wasn't that packed when we were there though Brent was it no like, I can't no no I agree it was it wasn't Chris I mean I, I thought that I thought that was very acceptable but I almost think that you're what you were hitting is I need a Disney Springs out of the Disney, you know, the Disney kind of reach. Steakhouse bottom floor, and yes, Whiskey Cigar Bar above. Like, give me the men's, call it the fucking men's club if you want. Like, give me that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could, like, bongos. Instead of ripping it down, they could have done that. They could have easily just, you know, just like, that's... And here's the Something thing. Like that. My wife would have even. My wife would enjoy that vibe. My wife would go for but, that. But who? But who? If anybody, if anybody, what man, woman, or otherwise likes a good flame grilled steak? Oh, I mean, I it guess. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's in the air. Like I mean, you can smell cigars. What walk. your name is? But like you, you smell that. Like you can smell the cigars and the bourbon or whatever from upstairs. But like if there's somebody like throwing your like, hey, I want that freaking steak right there and they're taking that sucker and they're hand cutting and they're tossing on the grill and they're bring, like All right, the we're, atmosphere we're going in three ways on the next piece of downtown disney property that comes <laughs> right yeah all right all right the, who all right the one scott place. what kind of what kind of investment money you got scott <laughs> brand, what you got let's let's, let's well, make this happen i, I got five dollars i was telling brant the one place i would never go to and it's a steakhouse and i'll put steakhouse in air quotes on this one i don't think I'll ever go to STK in downtown Disney or anywhere. I just I, I just don't have that desire to go to a Vegas I have, strip club I, vibe of a STK. I've, I've just heard too many. So I'll tell you. So, so when, it, when I was so going, so many conflicting uh, places, things like that. And from what I can tell, it's like. It's just, it's like it's Vegas. Uh, what is it's that? Vegas Strip, man. Yeah, it's Vegas. Strip. Yeah. What is, what is, what is that? Uh, what is the the, the the restaurant directly across that near Art of Shaving, um, near the boat ramp? Um, not SD, and it's across from SDK. The uh, the Mexican, used to be a, the Mexican restaurant, Paradiso. Yeah, Paradiso. Paradiso. To me, it's like it's like the steakhouse version of Paradiso. Like Paradiso is like, you know, the the the, the Vegas Strip Club version of Mexican. To me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can SDK, see that. SDK is the Vegas steakhouse. So, like, th- those are those are one of the same to me. So I, th- I think I posted in, in the group initially when, in last April, um, uh, Sydney and Lauren went to Victoria and Alberts, and I took my mother-in-law out for steak because she's definitely a, a, a meat and potatoes kind of person. And it was like, steakhouse, steakhouse, <laughs> steakhouse. And basically somebody Shh. told me, it might have been Shan, was like, do not bring anyone that you like or want to have a conversation with to SDK. Yeah. It's loud. Don't, don't, I heard it's it. very, very loud. Like, if you want to just look at each other or look at your phone, knock yourself out. But if you want to have a conversation or you actually, you know, enjoy the other person's company, do not go to SDK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I tell you, if you want to go for a good, quiet meal, a decent, you know, good, hell, I think they even have a good good cut of meat there, is go to Edison. Go to the fucking Edison, man. Their food there is stupid. So, yeah. 
So, have y'all ever been to Turf Club and it's been packed? Um, no, no, me neither. Like, I, I've been I've been there a handful of times when there's a when there's a game going on and like the, the club there's, itself has been packed, but they, they dissipate the, fairly quickly. There is some sleepers on Disney property. That's one, and my and my second one um, is is fucking a Spice Road Table. If you haven't been to Spice Road Table. You're doing yourself a disservice. Go to fucking Spice Road Triple. Go in I've the been, afternoon. I've been, I've been, there, for, I've been there for drinks. No, go sit down. Go at sunset, or close to sunset. It is magical. It is phenomenal. I hadn't had a single bad bite of food over there, and it is it's a sleeper. And I tell more. It's one of those places that I don't mind telling people about because I want people to go because I don't want to go away. Well, that that whole that whole Morocco area is yeah, kind of in kind of in chaos right now anyway that might hopefully that sticks around but that whole fucking world is in fucking chaos right now yeah my whole thing is how do you how do you change how do you change a country in the middle of the world showcase like you can just like scrim off the walkway i guess it's i don't know honestly i well i mean i would disney can i guess disney just pays out the ass to keep the rights to it i, I would hate to see that yeah. that pavilion go away because honestly that's one of my favorites between the quick service there i i you know i've touted before the tangerine cafe is one of the oh, best so on property um, even even their food even their food and wine booths are pretty food and wine booths are great uh the food is great the uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm super crushed to hear that marrakesh is going away and we never got a chance to give it a second try because i've heard good things the last couple of years they they've really made big strides in, in, in getting people back there and also making the food better quality. I, I I think it's one of those just wait kind of deals with with that whole pavilion just because Disney would have to be absolutely fucking retarded to let that that yeah. that pavilion yeah. slip because the food there and the options there and this the vibe there is on point. And I think they would just be absolutely fucking retarded to let that slide. And I can't remember, can't imagine the cast members yeah. who work in work there wanting to go anywhere because, like, let's face it, that area of the world probably not as good as what they were living in in Florida. No. So I can see the people who are living there going, you know what, this pavilion, you know, I, my country's not running it so, anymore, but I would still represent my country and live in Florida. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So fact, so fact, Disney had to actually build behind the scenes, like, stuff for, for those for those cast members. They had to obviously had to, build they, they, a, they, a mosque and a worship place mm-hmm, and yep. all that. And they and actually that, had to build a bathroom facility specially for yeah. them because they don't, u- they don't use porcelain latrines. They do the hole in the floor, right? Yes, Somewhere and that and it and it exists. Weird. Yes, but yes. Yeah, but and and that's what I'm saying. Like that's what Disney's got going for them. Like the people that are there, that work in those pavilions, nine out of ten of them are there on a college, yeah, program type deal. Yeah. And, and if they're ever off the option, hey, do you want to go back to your home country or do you want to go to the place that actually like literally built the fucking bathroom for you? Instead of saying, "Hey, deal with it," but represent your country. Yeah. Like, where do you think they're gonna stay? Yeah. Like the the place that actually like, hey, the, the non-third world country that like yeah. accommodated you, or the place that this third world country. And I think that's why I think that it's gonna go into some turmoil. Things are gonna shut down for a little bit. They're gonna go through a little bit of a changeover, but I don't think that that pavilion's gonna. It's gonna hurt for too long. Yeah. It's gonna hurt, but it's not gonna hurt for too long. 
As long as I don't fuck with the dick wall, I'm good. So Scott, where's your where's your go to steak yeah. if you had to hit, yeah. if you had to pick what a steak got? now? <sighs> Man. Come on. I mean, come on, Scott. You, so you're a bougie fucker, so I know you got a place. I do. Um, I really like Brown Derby. I think it's a fun, uh, old school atmosphere. It. Yeah. I've heard. I do I've heard love good the things atmosphere. Have, okay, let me ask you guys because I've heard Lauren and I talk about this every single trip. Do we pull <laughs> the trigger on this place or not? So like, the only we always talk ourselves out of it every single. The time. only problem is it's it's only got one steak. It's a filet mignon, but. Oh, which, which, that's her go-to steak. But it's that really good, steak. and I like it because it's got everything that Brand checks off his list. It's got a good cocktail menu. It's got a good, fun cocktail menu, so you can get the grapefruit martini. You can get a Manhattan. The Hollywood which Manhattan is phenomenal, is, and is I'm not really a grapefruit. The, I'm not yeah. a martini guy either. The martini it's phenomenal. is good. Grapefruit martini is freaking phenomenal. They'll make Wait, doesn't grapefruit taste like soap to you, Brent? Yes, and it's fucking phenomenal. The, 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 <laughs> it tastes like body odor, but I don't know why. But something about the grapefruit cake. Well, it's, it's actually a grapefruit cake martini. Yes. Ooh. So I Ooh. think it's because it's got vanilla vodka, which is like the cake edition. Mm. I'm not a martini drinker, and I'm not a grapefruit either, and it's it's fucking great. It's, it's, it's a great. good martini. Okay. It's a good... Okay. But they can make you any martini you want. So if you want a dirty yeah. martini, you can get one that. Um, the only problem is it's it's only got one cut of steak, but it's really good. Second, I will say Le Cellier is actually pretty good. You get a good cut of beef. The, the only problem the, the is reviews and the, the 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 general consensus in that place has just slipped over the past few years. It has, it has. Well, the, the reason is it's gotten bad reviews is because the price has gone up, and the quality has stayed the same. It hasn't matched the quality What's, of the price. The pop, uh, and it's like any restaurant on Disney property, the popularity soars and the quality goes exactly because they they can't. You're, Disney hasn't quite. Is is as efficient as Disney is. They haven't dialed in that popularity versus quality. The one good thing is your your filet mignon is like twelve ounces. Your ribeye is thirty two ounces. It's a good steakhouse. But is it? Yeah, because me, my bougie ass going to fucking Disney for so long, I've gotten just you know bougied out on wagyu cuts of anything. (laughs) I like wagyu. I mean, honestly, I, I. Snake River Farms is my go-to if I want. It's not technically Disney, but the best steakhouse on Disney property is probably Bull and Bear. I've heard great things about it. Never been there because it's it's at the Waldorf. It's over by the Pop over by Pop Century. Um, It's not a Disney-owned property, but it's a Hilton. Yeah, it's a Hilton. But it but it's on Disney property, but it's not a Disney-owned. It's it's what what they call a. Disney partner, or something like that. partner resort, yeah. yeah. Good neighbor, good neighbor, good hotel neighbor, yeah. resort. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Okay. I think that it, it, if you go there, you can't. You really can't go there with kids. They don't recommend any kids under the age of fourteen because it's everything that Brant wants: white glove service. Uh, Is it suit and tie kind of deal? Yeah, you're kind of required to wear a jacket. Um, they definitely don't have like. Like you can go to California Grill wearing jeans and a and a button down shirt and you'll be accepted there. You kind of they'll they'll make you put on a jacket if you go there in jeans. Um, yeah. This is this is somewhere you'd go with like a linen suit, just kind of like a resort vibe and and enjoy a steak. 
uh, it, it's a little bit standoffish for the for the typical Disney guest. But if you're there right, on right. an anniversary or if you're there on a honeymoon, I would say no kids. Go to Bull and Bear. Yeah, Bull and Bear or the Waldorf. So, so I'll tell you, for me, um, out of left field though, Gico Oak Grilled yeah. Filet. Oh. So Gico Oak Grilled Filet is not a, not a steakhouse, not a anything, not a whatever, but it is a fucking solid piece of meat, and I love, love, love the wood fired the wood fired grill at Gico G- and the Oak, Gico, the Oak Grill. Gico Steak. anything. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you. That. The big sleeper for me was uh, at Gico was the uh, the mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. You good. don't think something with fucking raisins in it, like mac and cheese with raisins? You're like the so is that fuck what are you trying to when feed? I, when I went, it was truffle mac and cheese. It was it was a truffle, but they had like a they put like this kind of on top. It's not mixed in. It's like a it's like a it's like a white raisin type of topping. Hmm. And Lauren got it when we were there for dinner and I was like no nah, uh, I'm not playing with that don't fuck with my mac and cheese to me mac and cheese is mac and cheese that's it don't fuck with it and she got it and I was like alright that looks really fucking good and I like I took a spoonful and then we were fighting over it the rest of the so dinner so Chris your you're mac and cheese lover oh uh, my mac I make a mac and cheese for the holidays and any big family gathering, my mac and cheese to make the mac and cheese that I make cost about seventy to eighty-five dollars, just cheese-wise. That's not including the noodles. I oh. spent about about I spent about seventy seventy bucks on cheese well, to make my mac and my you, mac and cheese at home. In Disney, in Animal Kingdom, there's a little booth called the Ape Spoon Cafe that Ooh. has mac and cheese. Where's... It's in the walkway, going to. In the walkway that, that goes to, um, I'm pretty is that sure. By Doug, is that by Doug and Russell's like the, the, the flight show? Yes, that goes to that. That goes to that goes to Asia. That goes to. It's never it's to, never open when I walk. Oh uh, well, it's I mean ever. And it has it has pulled pork mac and cheese. Oh, okay. and sit, but you, if you don't like mac and cheese with shit in it, it may not be your jam. No, I mean, and I do I do like like I like mac and cheese with like you, know, you can add bacon, you can add stuff, but like to me like. When it says like back, mac and cheese with like like some kind of white raisin shit on top, I'm like, why are yeah. you putting why are you putting fruit on my mac and cheese? Why are you but putting like, fruit can, on my mac and cheese, I, man? Yeah, yeah. Like I can do like I've had brisket mac and cheese, I've had pulled pork mac and cheese, I've had you know, you know all that stuff. But like, just there's some things like me, like I don't like salad with fruit in it. Like, I don't like yeah. walnuts and fucking so, yeah, like cherries and strawberries. So there's and there's regular and baked shit. mac and cheese. I mean, you can get it with pulled pork. You can get it with shrimp and che- uh, sweet chili sauce. So it's pretty good. Oh, um, okay. Pulled pork. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. And it's just a little quick little snack. It's actually a snack credit because it's like all of these are like five dollar. A little like small bowl bowl of mac and cheese. So. Yeah. Pretty good, but anyway, so look, I digress. I, I think I'll try. It. I think we're all looking forward to November. Um, oh, absolutely. We've all finished. I think food, food. I think food yeah. is what we're looking for. Food. Yeah, food's on the mind I'm as usual. <laughs> if I'm, I'll all. I mean, food and wine will still be going on, so I fully plan on lapping food and yeah. wine with that. I'm a, no doubt. Here's a, I'm entirely here, hungry here's now. A que- here's a question, though. All right, let's 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 one more topic. How do you guys do food? And one, where do you start? And two, how do you pay for it? Like me, I start in Mexico and I work my way around. And I use I usually buy the food and wine little special edition wristband gift card 
and I refill, I, I, I throw a couple hundred dollars on that and I walk around. That's how I do it. How do you, how do, you do it, Scott? Um, I mean, honestly, we do like, if, if something catches our fancy, we'll, we'll grab something. We don't, we don't make a meal out of anything. Like, cause honestly, if you try to say, oh, we're going to do dinner around food and wine, you're going to spend a, quite a bit of money filling yourself up there. And you're not going to get and full. you're not going to get full. You'll get drunk, but you yeah, won't get we'll full. walk around. We'll, we'll get a bite here and there. Uh, but we just do our magic band and we do like maybe on a on a trip where we're staying, f- you know, five nights, six days. We'll do we'll hit up like four or five booths over the course of those five days. And we'll have some things that we, we enjoy. But, uh, but yeah, we just do the magic bands. It's, it's easy. It's right there. We end up spending like 100 bucks anyways over the course of five nights and get some snacks. It, it's what it is. Yeah. It, that, it, at the end of the day, it's a snack and a drink. And uh, some are better than others. Um, it's fun. Grant, what about you, man? How do you how do you do food and wine? So in the in the past, we've kind of done like Scott, where we've only kind of just gravitated towards things that we either planned out ahead, you know, we saw that we thought we were gonna like uh, that we we would like, and we just kind of went to those booths, got those got those key things, uh, and kind of moved on. And then what's great about that is we've done it for I mean the, the past I don't know three or four years now. So we know, like, okay, we know that the steak and, you know, mushroom filet at Canada is good and the cheddar soup's good, but it's just eh, so we just, we don't do that anymore. There's certain things that you skip. You just skip, because yeah. we've, ha- we've, yeah, yeah, ha- we've yeah. had it and it wasn't like, oh my God, I have to have this again kind of thing we skip. So now, but I will tell That's you, me with this, Germany. this year, this year we are planning on spending an entire day in Epcot, in World Showcase, on November 14th. Um, and we set a pretty substantial budget aside, knowing that we're going to be there for food and wine. And I think this trip, we are going to try to push ourselves to try things we normally would not try from each, from each country. So this will be a very unique trip, and Chris will probably, will probably either make certain multiple laps because we'll be there all day. I think, honestly, this is going to be... One, it's going to be a sleep-in day, um, which we never, ever, 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 ever do in Disney. One, yeah. one, it doesn't open till 11 a.m. I don't think um, when we're going. Um, World Showcase doesn't open till 11 a.m. typically, but we're sleeping in. We're going to get up. We're going to get there whenever we get there, and we're just going to start slowly making our way in. We want to. Cool. We we want to go to a country. We want to eat. We want to go and give shops. We want to hang around move to the next country so we will you're probably taking, you're push. taking everything in epcot you're like really going to do epcot then. I, I think if we get there if it, i think it closes at seven so if we get there at one you know we got six oh, hours you, we got, got we got 30 we got 30 minutes in each country to just you know indulge in each in each country and the ones the countries that we don't I mean, you know, whatever. Well, you, we'll move well, you around, know, we'll move certain things, but that's probably the, that's the Uncle, plan. Uncle Brian and Aunt Sydney are going to have to, you know, pay attention to little baby James too. You know, that's, well, he's, he's going to be there too. Well, yeah. we'll def- we'll definitely make sure we have we have time for that. So we'll be. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's the time. Is to, that's yeah. the plan is to just literally kind of push ourselves to try the things that we normally don't don't go to our must haves. Just go to things that we think we can try think, that, are, that are unique and different. 
I think that's what Lauren and I talked about that too. Like we're gonna be, we'll be in Epcot on the 14th as well, like all day. That's like a, that's near the park we'll be in, and uh, we really talked about like there's a few of the like the the worlds that we, I mean the countries we really haven't like walked around in. Like we haven't really like Italy. We hit we walk Pi. We hit the boost in Italy, but we keep going on from Italy. Yeah. We haven't actually walked in and like done Italy yet. We haven't actually walked in and done Canada yet. Like, there's a few of them that, like, we're actually going to, like, dive in and, like, try the gift shops, try the yeah. food outside of the booths and there's stuff a like cool, that. There's a cool little beer stand in one of the shops in Canada, like, way in the back where you can get, like, the Labatt's Blue and the whatever Moosehead yeah. or whatever it's called. And that's, is, and that's yeah. what we talked about. Like, we haven't really, like, we haven't, like, like we, we talked about, like, we really haven't wandered. Really, yeah. we've wandered past the stage in Canada hit the Canada booth, but we kind of just keep on going. Right. And we talked about, like, going back near, the, you know, If you haven't seen the waterfall. The water. Yeah, yeah that. We have. I haven't seen the waterfall. But, like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I want to go back that, that way. And check, it's I want to go back and check that way out. Yeah. So brilliant. that's... Yeah, absolutely. Got that's you. on my list. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm glad we're all getting back that busy. I'm, it'll be a fun time in November. Um, Cigar-wise, cigar whiskey-wise, this was a fun night. It was good to kind of sit sure. back and just chill outside and speak easy. Um, pair these cigars with your whiskey. Uh, ultimately, Brant, you know, what was your cigar pairing like tonight? Well, I can tell you I went, I smoked it down to the to the label. Yep. It was easy. It was great. I had about three, uh, three Glen Cairns full of Glenfiddich uh, 18 so I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I <laughs> own the night. speakeasy and Jesus not charging me for poor <laughs> that's right uh, on, on these because uh, it'd be a hefty a hefty bill especially yeah. if I got I guess an Opus X at the bar would probably be a pretty solid oh, yeah, price definitely. stick definitely um, definitely a pricey stick in, in Jesus' pocket there yeah exactly so um, I mean it was great and I, like I said I, I I don't have, uh, you know, sometimes you, you smoke a cigar and you just feel like you like you have dry mouth and you just, yeah. I need to go take a shower and, and, and Listerine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't feel like that. I feel like this was a super, 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 like probably the cleanest cigar I've ever smoked um, and a super fine uh, clean scotch as well. So I'm happy with my, with my selections for the night. Um, I think it was a success. What about you, Chris? What do you think? Um, I think the pairing went really well. I mean, I got mine down to, I got mine down to the nub. Oh man, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you nubbed did. it. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get my money's worth out of my cigars, but I think I the, uh, I think that with the Oliva and the uh, the Knob Creek, I think it was an excellent pairing because it was a high proof 120, 16 year old bourbon. But with like a you know like a milder cigar and I think it paired really well so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm not disappointed with the double oaked. It it never fails. It's a great cigar, Scott, or a great cigar whiskey. Um, I I love it. It's it's not overly proofed. It's 45.2. Uh, you know, it's something you can pour out and then have a good cigar with, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, highly recommend the double oaked whenever you're having a cigar. Uh, but good pairings all around. Uh, had a lot of fun tonight. Great job talking Disney. Great job, just uh, just hanging out. Uh, you know, a different show. It's it's going to be a long one. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> you know, we we've talked about it as we come up to uh, next month's episode where we where we do the uh, Black Bull uh, whiskey, Black Bull Scotch whiskey. That's a brand. That's a 
they call it barrel proof, but it's not really. It's 50%. It's a little higher proof for most scotches. Uh, and then we'll see what happens with that when it goes in an oak barrel. But also, uh, make sure you get us your, your bottom shelf matters uh, recommendations that we can uh, do season three. You know, we're, we're kind of bringing it back to the, to the people. We're doing this for the people. Uh, and we're going to do our bottom shelf matters all season three. So, Chris, uh, do you have a, bo- a bottom shelf recommendation? A bottom shelf recommendation. Um, so like something, I, a, a whiskey, a bourbon under 25. Or a scotch, a scotch under, 35. under 35. I do. I do. I have two, actually. I've got, uh, I would do with the, uh, the old granddad bottled and bond. That was a good, that was, I think that cost me less than $20 for that. And I would go with the Glenlivet uh, Caribbean uh, Reserve Rot, uh, Caribbean Reserve uh, Scotch. That was about 30 bucks. All right. So, if I was going to go with those two, I'd go with those. All right, so we'll have to check those out. Um, lots of fun on the BSEA podcast. Uh, make sure you go check us out on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash BSEA podcast. A lot of fun over there. Uh, we just hit 200 members, which, again, we're not we're not going for quantity. It's quality. We are a secret speakeasy for a reason. But if you feel like you have uh, someone that is a, is a secret speakeasy member and who can also uh, exemplify those qualities? By all means, invite them. We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely add them. So absolutely, uh, Brant, a lot of fun tonight, Chris. Uh, obviously, you know your your norm seat is here at the bar. You, you got your own <laughs> spot. Appreciate it, guys. We're gonna put, always, we're gonna put a little me, little metal metal placard. Yeah. So the, uh, do I get do I get my name on the seat now? Yeah, Chris yeah. Shoemaker. Right. Oh, you fucking Brant. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. When you walk in, Jeeves oh. says, "Ah, Mr. Shoemaker, welcome, Mr. Oh, Shoemaker." That never gets old. All right. Hey, it's—I gotta tell you though—it's a much better last name. <laughs> oh, whatever. All right. Well, it's bigger than—it's better than Wagaspack. Yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right, so uh, guys, thanks for joining us every as we do every week on the Speakeasy. If you came here to learn, drink what you learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, and you exit as a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, guys. Good. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone.